Input accepted. God mode activated. Input accepted. Teleporting to base 3. Input accepted. Ad achievement 1, ad achievement 2, ad achievement 3, ad achievement 4. Input accepted. Start.podcast. Achievement hunting 101.exe. Welcome to Achievement Hunting 101, the premiere podcast that, in the words of Bruce Lee, be witter, my friend. What the hell are you saying? Joining me today is L, Devin, and Nate. What's up, guys? Howdy. Hello. Where's that bitch, Corey? (laughs) Don't worry, guys. I can be here. I've been practicing just this week. Wow. You ever need a, He's back. Yeah. I just That's had, not him. Had some uh, possum wrangling and other things <laughs> I needed to do. <laughs> that sounds more like Elroy. That voice is way too not squeaky. This is a rocker. <laughs> Possums, y'all. Hey, what's up, Corey? Hi, Corey. Oh, wait. I can't tell us apart. <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> this intro. <laughs> Oh my god! All right, that's yeah, that that that's an intro. We're a professional podcast, even though this is level one hundred nine. We know what we're doing. Hi, Nate. Hello. How have you how have you been, Nate? This week, what have you been up to? <clears throat> Let's get oh into the game my. showcase. Sticking with the tradition of talking about games that have no achievements because they're on different systems, um, I played the Avengers demo. Uh, although that is coming to the Xbox and it does have achievements uh, or it will have achievements. Eventually. I checked that out. I had to, uh, my interest was peaked. I listened to a podcast where they were talking about it and, uh, I went and you fell for it. Well, well, yeah. so I had, to, I had to try it out. I had to see what it was all about. And I, uh, I'm sad to say I like it. Told you. Oh, Oh, yeah, you predicted that. Yeah, one. yeah, it's kind of fun. Um, so, was it a demo now, or a beta, or is that like the same thing at this point? It is basically uh, a series of missions. I think it's like two main missions. One where you are playing as uh, a lot of the Avengers, and I think this is probably very early in the game. First level, maybe. Basically, because they're showing you how to use your powers for each of the characters. You spend a little bit of time, like a minute or two, with uh, Iron Man, Thor. Actually, I think it goes Thor, then Iron Man, then um, Hulk, then uh, Black Widow, and then Captain America. And when that section of the game is over, you then switch to a what's more of a, I guess, probably typical uh, level where you're playing as uh, the Hulk and you're also playing as Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, now I don't know too much about Miss Marvel, but she seems like, I think she might be the focus of the game. I think the game is following her uh, through most of, uh, through most of the missions and stuff and kind of from her, her perspective of meeting the Avengers and just joining the team. So I think it's, it's the process of how she joins the Avengers uh, and goes from like an Avengers admirer to uh, actually being on the team. 
but uh, I'm not going to go into any of the story. It's actually funny. I, w- I thought there was a problem with the sound, and I think they were just discussing something. She and Bruce Banner were discussing something that was a little bit too uh, spoilery, so they just cut out all audio. Um, wow. Really? So oh. e- okay, then. Yeah, so That's... either there was a bug, a really nasty audio bug, or they just cut out a huge section of story content. Um, oh, that's th- interesting. Yeah, I got I got a little bit farther. So I did the Bruce Banner section. I did a little bit of the Miss Marvel, and then I stopped uh, a little bit, shortly after that section. I was exploring this um, the ship or something, and I was just like, okay, I, I've seen enough. I know that I'm interested. Um, I'm not day one interested. I want them to uh, to realize that I'm upset about Spider Man. Um, and I'm upset about all the PS4 stuff, and I'll jump in much later. Uh, but it does seem like a fun game. It seems like um, maybe it gets repetitive, uh, but there there seems to be a lot that you can do in terms of you know powers and uh, gear sets. Uh, mm. You don't actually see the gear on your character, but you can upgrade it and augment it, and you know dust it, and then get new ones, and then build up other ones. So and it looks like you might even be able to swap out sets because they have multiple um, uh, slots for each uh, you know piece of armor or piece of gear. So it's kind of traditional RPG. It's but an, like it's an actiony RPG, yeah. Okay, so it's kind of like um, it kind of has a little bit of a Destiny feel in terms of like the, oh, the way you oh, do God. your, oh, your armor. Oh. But I know I don't like Destiny. Oh. I don't like Destiny, but I do like this. Um, so yeah, and I haven't played too many of the, the recent action RPGs, so I'm not sure if this is, is like the final fantasies, the way they kind of do that and, and, uh, the code vein and all that sort of stuff. But, uh, I'm sad to say that it does look good. Um, the character models, maybe not great, like Thor and, yeah. and Iron Man, it just look weird. Like I'm just so used to the ones from the, the MCU. Um, something looks off with the graphics and I don't know what it is. They just it all just looks weird to me. Yeah. I don't I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's maybe they didn't properly animate it or maybe the lights off. But and I really don't quite know how to explain it. But there, I just look at the trailers, I just go Nah, I don't like this. I don't like, and, and I, like I said, I just don't know what it is. Well, just from playing it, I kind of want them to be the ones from from the movies. Uh, the backgrounds and the levels themselves are very detailed. Um, there's there's stuff everywhere. Um, a lot of stuff kind of interacts. Uh, it's cool. Um, I hate to say it, but yeah, it's kind of cool. So, <laughs> so you're saying you kissed a scroll and you liked it? Uh, yeah. Man. That was dumb. <laughs> well, I'm not sure if so I kissed dumb. a scroll yet or not. That that comes in the oh, next wave. My so. God. That audio was cut out. <laughs> so, uh, Nate, mm-hmm. will, you, will you be able to carry me through this game? Oh, Oof. that's a good point. I think this game does support uh, two-player co-op. Two? As in the, I two. think I saw that. As in the demo? I think I saw two-player. Or as in... Well, no, not it? the demo, but... Uh, I might be thinking. It might have been another game oh, I was looking at. I assume four. <laughs> I, yeah, I was doing four. Yeah. Do you think it's four? I just understand. I would be shocked if it wasn't. I don't know. At least three, so you can be like Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man. Be the Trinity, but no. like Cyclops, Art. Jean Grey, and Wolverine, the threesome. Yes. No. 
this one does say up to four players. Um, there was some other game I was I was researching for tonight that uh, that was only two players. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, so this one does support up to four. I don't know how that would work. Um, but okay, and I haven't it, played the demo. I just assumed four, just because you know, Avengers team, right? Well, the um, it's it's gone now. The demo or the the beta is over, but the game is coming out on the fourth. So it's yeah. not wow. that far away. Same day as Tony Hawk. Whoa, yeah. it's got that Tony Hawk competition. Whoa. Well, I know where I'll be because <laughs> the Venn diagram of people who are interested in Tony Hawk and people who are interested in Avengers is practically a circle. He's not I wrong. Mean, Speaking they're, of they're both games. circles. Oh. Did you play any games with shapes in the title, Devin? <laughs> no. Uh, well, yeah. SpongeBob. Paddle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated. So are you aware of SpongeBob SquarePants? He lives in a pineapple under the sea. He lives on a pineapple under the sea. And uh, yeah, so it's this is a... Very shiny, glossy remake of a PlayStation 2, I guess, underground classic. Uh, I played the original, um, and so far I've liked this one. It is a classic, um, what I'd call a 3D platformer, where you just collect a bunch of stuff. Uh, Golden spatulas and dirty socks is what you need to collect, and you... Uh, take down enemies. You can be uh, Patrick or Sandy, uh, too, because different stages have different things and the characters have different abilities. The only problem I have with the game is that I glitched out a spatula, so I uh. have to restart the whole game to 100% the game to get all the achievements. So, yeah. I uh, rip. As far as I can tell, there was oh, a stage gosh. where you have to slide down a a thing it, it reminded me of the Mario 64 after the stupid penguin uh, and I think I basically hit the spatula as soon as the time ran out and so it counted me as collecting the spatula in all ways except actually having the spatula so I can't get it to respawn everyone I talk to is just like hey way to go you, you got this thing and I was like but I didn't get the thing and I was 66 uh, out of 100 spatulas away which was even more heartbreaking because I didn't know what i should do so i just decided to restart the whole thing uh so i recommend saving often and not having an auto save uh, take care of everything for you uh yeah other than that the only other weird thing is that they didn't get clancy brown to be mr krabs so they have an obvious replacement voice actor who sounds Ugh. almost but not quite Hot. like mr krabs Ugh. that's unfortunate yeah that but- sounds fantastic Everything else, uh, aside from that, and other, uh, seems like there are other uh, bugs that will make it so that you can't 100% the game. Uh, looking at the subreddit for that game for answers. Uh, and there's also a multiplayer mode I've never played, but it doesn't have an achievement, so I don't care. But all you have to do is 100% it. Not too bad. I, I picked it up so I could get that gift card uh, for the sale. So I picked that up so that I could get $10 back because spending $30 to get $10, Brilliant. you're losing money if you don't. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, this Maybe? is a $30 game for sure. Oh, wait, it is a $30 game. Holy cow. It is a $30 game. Yes. Uh, 
I imagine with the double playthroughs, I'll put like 10 hours into it. It's So what's the achievement list like? So basically, all you need to do is get all the golden spatulas, which are the main collectible. Those are your stars. Uh, there's a secondary one, which is Patrick's Dirty Sock Collection. If you Each 10 of those gives you a, a golden spatula, so you have to do that anyway. Uh, you have to beat certain bosses. Um, but really, it's just going to be anything that you need to do to get an achievement, you would be covered under the umbrella of get all the golden spatulas. So 100% the game, and you do it. Uh, a lot of levels, though. Seems like they really did like the source material. Uh, there's a lot of stuff based on the show. So you go to the Mermelair, you go to Rock Bottom. <laughs> so if, That's if, you're, great. if you're a fan of the show, you're going to like it. Uh, I can't imagine there'd be anybody that would bu- like drop the 30 bucks and they're like, yeah, I, don't, I don't know what the SpongeBob SquarePants is. Here's $30. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you an actual <laughs> fan of the show? Yes, I am. Okay. Uh yeah, and I was a fan of the original game. It's uh, basically Plankton makes a bunch of evil robots, uh, and then uh, he makes evil robots of uh, all the main characters of the show. So that's those are your big bosses. So that's that's pretty neat. I liked that. Would recommend. Uh, speaking of, uh, I don't know. Speaking of segues and transitions, L, did you play anything today, or this week, <laughs> today? Millennium nailed it. Wow, got it. So, uh, what do we smooth. give smooth? What do we give Chip if he types that whole thing in that you just said? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'll I'll give him a hearty handshake if I see him in person. That was some Carlos Santana level smoothness. Featuring Rob Thomas. As you say, is that Rob Thomas? <laughs> or... With or without. So your pop culture jokes are good, but your segue was terrible. Uh, all segues are terrible. S- what are those? Bike speak- cop things? No, they're mall cops. Oh, I know. Nah, yeah. I know. My segue. All right. I have taken a trip back to 2009 <laughs> to finally put some time into Batman Arkham Asylum. Is this your first time playing through this? I mean, maybe. Yes, it is. So th- <laughs> Thank God. The new trailers so, had you feeling nostalgia so for something finally? you haven't played? So, <laughs> Okay, so spoilers so, real fast. How far did you get? Okay. <clears throat> so, well... Wait, you threw me off guard with that question. I'm very curious. I I love this game. Okay. Whenever someone so we started on, talks about it, I'm always so, interested. So the good news about me waiting this long, so I have a, a history with this game. I, I dived it in 2011, and then I started it again in 2013 and 2016 for RTDL or whatever, or UHH. It, it was always some really early thing, like get a five-hit combo or some stupid thing where I could just play it and then turn it off. So I finally started it over with my son, figuring at least you know, he's 10 now and he's into all kinds of games. And I'm like, alright, the game's rated T. He could probably handle it. So he's really into the fighting part yeah. of the game. So he actually does the fighting parts and then he hands it off to me for the other parts. So it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of interesting. So right before recording, we actually just did the uh, Bane fight. Okay. Which, if ah. you've ever played Gears of War... 
reminded me of the Berserker. Do you see a correlation there? It's basically a big thing that charges at you. It's just like the okay, Berserker fight in Gears of War. So... So this is the original and not the remastered. This is the original on the 360. I think it still looks really great. I it imagine, does. I imagine, it actually does look good. I imagine the one version's a little prettier and gussied up. Um, eh. No, not really. It's HD. It's up. okay. Well, it's HD up, but I don't know. There's for whatever reason, like Batman got some like uh, some lip work done. He has much fuller lips <laughs> in a way that's very distracting to me. Really? Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> okay, I don't remember that episode, but now I have to go look in the, at it. In the one version? I'm very interested in, in discussing yeah. that. He just gets some, like, like Angelina, much fuller lips. Angelina Jolie yeah. style? Yeah, he, it's just like, <laughs> really? man, uh, Bruce Wayne's got some lip work done. So I was uh, nitpicking a little bit. I had one complaint that I voiced in the Vayner's channel. That whenever you pick up a collectible, like the Riddler trophies, if you die or say you want to turn off the game, uh, they don't save until you find a checkpoint. Yeah. So yes, that was kind of, I don't know, first world problems, but I feel like most games auto-save whenever you get a collectible. So even if you die, you don't have to recollect it every single time. <laughs> That's a frustration that I forgot. I got frustrated at. I just reminded yeah, you of it. Yes, I agree. But did you get frustrated back then, or was it kind of yes. norm back then that you accept, expected, oh, I haven't saved? I would say even in 2009, no, I annoyed. it would be poorly made. I No, I, I remember, I remember only, getting annoyed at that. The frustrating thing for me were the Riddler puzzles where you have to line up the question mark, and you have to be pretty right precise. Yeah. yeah, and I hated those. Yeah. Those are the worst. All right, well, I have no idea what you're talking about with that, so... Um, <laughs> you will. Wait till Tyler gets what, there. What I'm, you'll, you'll be when Tyler gets there, yeah. we'll do it. So what we're actually trying to do is go through without a guide, uh, but Good. but just out of curiosity, I asked in the Vayner room if there's a, a point of no return, so I could go back, uh, and I was informed that there is a point of no return, and also there's something to look out for at the end of the game, a missable, something to do with the last boss, so... I'm glad that was pointed out to me, so I know. And I did... Okay, you know what the missable is? Something to do with fireworks on the last boss. So, I, I mean, I did no. make a conscious effort to start the what? game on hard to avoid multiple playthroughs. So, I do want to just do one playthrough. So, you were disputing no, that? The, uh, can you, do, the, can you no, say the, it in a non-spoilery way? It Well, you just have you to... Can. You have to do something in the room right before the boss room. I was just told fireworks There's, is a uh, a clue as to when when it is. Yes, I'll, I'll give a the it. There's a party. There's, yeah, you have to be a real jerk at a party. Gotcha. Yeah. So the one cool thing I'm playing on the 360 is I can move my save around from the cloud to the hard drive, and just in case, something that. I still love. You can do something like that on the one you can't quite do that. And I think after you beat the game, you can still. There's no collectibles that you're out. You, oh, you really? can't get after you beat the game. Yeah, like yeah, because you can go back in and and you know catch the Riddler afterwards. Because that's how I always do it. 
Yeah. Edward Nick Mullen. I actually easier. think there's a few things that don't uh, open up until after you beat it. I could be wrong on that, though. That might be like yeah. City or Night. Edward Nigma. I see what they did there. Spoilers. I know. It's not a spoiler. I it's his name. Know who he was. <laughs> Damn it, Devin. Ed- just for that, I'm going to... You spoiled You spoiled Gotham. I'm just going to kingdom... I was watching that show. <laughs> I'm going to kingdom way over to... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we kingdom quay and once again i can't believe i acknowledge that i want to say real quick my first achievement in this was on august 31st of 2009 and it came out august 25th of 2009 i remember getting on my 360 and seeing that there's a new batman game it's like oh cool let me check that out and there's a demo and I played just the demo, which basically goes up until the first boss fight with Joker and the big guy. And then that's where it cut off. And I remember watching that opening of Joker going into uh, the asylum and all that. And then as soon as I was finished the demo, I went, I got to get this game. And I immediately just went to GameStop and bought it. I'm like, this was so good. I had to finish it. Demos work. Demos that, that game was one, they do work. That was that the is first one case where I had to have. We it. used to get magazines in the mail that, point, that had demo discs. Oh man, those are the days. Right. I reviewed it for a paper. The school paper, my college newspaper, has a review for that game. You oh, can you find it if you so care. I oh, might. You got to find it now. Oh. So I'm looking at my unlock history, and I got this. I started playing very sporadically in August of '09, and then everything else unlocked on March 17th, 2014. Wow! Wow! Which means so you'll get to Symphony of the Night in. Well, well, it either means I didn't go to sleep that day, or <laughs> I played everything offline, and sure enough. Everything offline, so I have no Aww. idea when I actually played this and when I reconnected. Yeah, that's why I love timestamps, just to kind of re- yeah. remember when you played. Oh, quick I question. have that game three times. <laughs> Besides, I, I know that the Game of the Year version is a, is a separate achievement list, but are there any other things in it that would make it a Game of the Year edition? Like any added perks or content? I think... I think that has the Joker challenge maps. Okay. So you can play as the yeah, Joker and oh. fight in the challenge maps. That sounds cool. That sounds right, but I'm honestly not sure. And it is interesting playing a 3D uh, Vayner. Although the only real Vayner things are you see some Riddler trophies behind a, a wall and you're like, okay, I can't get this yet. And there's some doors that are that are shut off by like electricity. So I guess that would so it makes it a vein, or you come back later when you when you have the abilities to do that, right? And Arkham City does not have anything like that. It's more linear. No, it's I, I would say it's it's pretty Vayner esque. I'd say Arkham City's better. I don't know. I, I oh, always, Arkham City's definitely better. It's the best <laughs> one. City's of not not listed as a Vayner on TA, but what Arkham Asylum is. So. I guess mild spoilers. Um, as far as I can remember, 
city it i would think it would be a metroidvania but maybe less so because you kind of have all the equipment that you get from the first one in city so there's not as much upgrading or new equipment getting so i guess maybe that's why it's on a metroidvania my guess would be the map because city is more of an open world whereas uh asylum is kind of um mm. sectioned off right areas right you so have your hub it probably has to do with that definition that's probably the distinction mm. okay yeah that i can go along with as, as well that makes sense i it, didn't it really is splitting hairs. and that star wars I didn't game realize like the uh the one you like Nate? fallen order yeah that one. yeah the star wars game is more like um you know it's not one big hub it's not one big world and you just go from area to area it really is you go to your ship your ship takes you to another place it loads um so it's not like you're in this one big city and you're just running around the entire city and going in rooms and stuff like that or buildings um it i guess it's kind of like zones because you have to travel uh in your spaceship i'm not sure it's a weird distinction and i don't really <laughs> metroidvania is uh... It's a weird. It's a weird definition. Yeah, I, I just saw that uh, Batman Arkham Asylum is listed on TA like five times. If you're so inclined to do it over and over and over again, they really like milking that cash cow. Yeah, there's two Game of the Year editions on PC. There's a Game of the Year edition on both 360 and on PC. There's a regular PC version. You can get it in Japanese. Uh, you can get it remade on the one. So yeah, I need to go back and recomplete Arkham Asylum a bunch. I love that game. Yeah, I, yeah, I really uh, missed out and it's been a lot of fun. It's been nice to I'm play AAA games Yeah, sometimes. Sorry. I'm very much looking so forward good. to your progress to that game and be able to talk to you about it. Same with Corey since he just beat it. But uh, back to that uh, King Kingdom Gway. I remember that. Uh, I am so ashamed of myself. Oh, Sora Gway. Sora Gway. That works better. That. Uh. <laughs> I, I feel like that's mildly better. <laughs> mildly. But yeah. So the game I played uh, this week that's worth mentioning is Kingdom Hearts. But technically, I actually didn't really play it that much so friday night um i streamed kingdom hearts with my wife brooke now this is a game she has actually never played i played this back on the ps2 when it was new and since then i've beaten it a few times on the playstation 2 and you know i i love this game i have a bunch of well Brooke and I, we have a couple of friends that love the game and we talk about it all the time. And Brooke is a big Disney fan. And this is one game that I'm like, she just needs to play it. Even if I just play it and she watches because I know she would love it. Especially because a couple of the worlds that are, and that are in it, specifically The Nightmare Before Christmas. That is one of her, if not her favorite movie of all time. So knowing all the different, uh, all the different levels and all the Disney characters that go into it, I knew that she would really enjoy it. Well, we get we get ready to set up, and I have the controller in my hand. I'm, you know, getting ready to play. And she's like, "Wait a minute, you're playing? I thought I was playing." I'm like, "Oh, you want to play?" And she's like, "Yeah, that's boring. If I just watch, I'm like, oh, okay." So 
she took the controller and she played Kingdom Hearts for the first time. And I sat there and watched and mostly laughed at her for because she could not make the jumps and whatnot because the game has horrible platforming. And for someone that's, you know, not very good at platforming games to begin with, it's somehow even worse. Um, we managed to get it, this. The VOD will be on, is on Twitch. And I'll put up on YouTube. But we managed to get basically through Traverse Town for those that have played the game and know, and know about that. It took her about an hour and a half-ish to get through. And I think she enjoyed it from what from what it was she kind of enjoyed. But unfortunately, like, that hour and a half was kind of mostly just tutorials. So it was, a, it was kind of slow. Like, Kingdom Hearts starts off very slow. But we just got to that point where it's like, all right, now the game's going to open up. She so can start going to the Disney areas. Um. But yeah, this is actually our second time trying to play through this. So about two and a half years ago, we actually picked this up on the PlayStation 2 and, we're, and was playing through it, and she basically fell asleep while I was playing. So hopefully this time she sticks with it and we'll be streaming the pro- our progress through the game. Would you describe the entire playthrough as simple and clean? I am so glad someone said that. <laughs> All right. Someone understands this. Question of the decade. Simple and clean or sanctuary? Uh, simple and clean. Good man. You can stay on the podcast. Uh, sanctuary. <laughs> All right, Al's gone. Ba-do-do. Damn, that's pretty good sound. Uh, yeah. What's a what's a Kingdom Heart? <laughs> mm. So I'm guessing the game is not on, even on your tag yet. No. <laughs> it so, takes forever to dive. <laughs> yeah, it's a um until we, I didn't even look at the achievement list. I was just like, you know what? I just want to play this very organically. Um, I'm not looking to go through this for achievements, especially because I'm assuming there's going to be achievements like playthrough on hard mode, which I knew we're not going to get with Brooke playing. So I'm like, I'll just, if I get, I pick some up on the way through, I'll pick some up on the way through. But yeah, it takes, I looked at it uh, at the achievement list for the first time in preparation for a show. So like, literally like 10, 15 minutes ago. And I was kind of scrolling through. It's like, oh, wow. There's a lot of achievements that I'm not going to get for a while. They expect you to really play Kingdom Hearts 1. Like, you get, if you do it, you're going to get your money's worth. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, since this is a. Oh, wow. Okay. So I was about to say, since this is a wildly popular game and it's on Game Pass, it has a really good ratio. But I just looked at how many people have played it. Only 12,160 people actually have played this. That's actually kind of surprising. I would have thought that there was more than that. Well, but you have to take like uh, the two hours to get one achievement. (laughs) I I mean, still, I would have figured more people would have at least gotten to a point where you can unlock an achievement. So with the the ratio, there's 4,000 gamer score because this is the Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 plus 2.5 remix. Super Ultra Special Mega Edition. They have the worst naming system. But yeah, 4,000 gamer score and 14,915 TA. Wow, I I really would have thought there was more than 12,000 people that would have started this game. So Hmm. you were saying that you're really going to have to, you know, go to every corner of this game to get all these achievements. Is there going to be anything missable based off of your experience? Based on... Well, based on what I've saw, like 
you'd have to do you might have to do a separate playthrough i'd say you're probably better off not starting off with proud mode uh and just playing through normal but i don't remember because i did it as a kid i found all the dalmatians i did all that stuff i got the secret ending but i never beat up all the secret bosses because they're very difficult i remember beating um uh the one in agrabah with a weird Kurt name Ziza is his yeah, name yeah there it is I remember being able to defeat that. I could never defeat the cl- the one at the clock tower, uh, the phantom the at the phantom. clock tower. Uh, Sephiroth always just owned me. I could never beat that. My brother beat that. So that that's actually what was kind of interesting about playing with Brooke is you know me and her are playing this, and I was and she was playing. Well, way back when, my brother and I would play it, and I would play, and he would watch for the most part. But then there were certain bosses where he would take the controller and he would be able to beat it, like. Sephiroth. I could never defeat Sephiroth. He could. Yep. I never beat the Ice Titan either. He, once again, he managed to beat Ice Titan. I didn't. But uh, back hmm. to your question with missable achievements. So, like Devin was saying, you know, there's three different, there's different, dif- uh, different achievements for difficulty. So, there's one for proud mode, which is you know hard and then medium easy. Scrolling down a bit, there's two, I guess you would say, missable achievements, and one to clear the game without using continue. Well, I'm not getting that. Brooks already died. And the other one is to clear the game without changing equipment. I could still manage to get that one, but I'm probably going to wind up changing equipment so she can see the different keyblades and stuff like that. I was looking at that continue one, and it's okay to die as long as you don't continue. If you just load from a save, apparently that's fine. Yeah, oh. so there's, there's like two options when you die. There's load Damn. and there's continue. Still, like just looking at the list and then my experience with it from years ago, I'd say you're just better off learning the game and trying to get the majority of them and then going back and trying to mop up stuff later. I'd say that, I agree. that would be a much more enjoyable experience to someone for Kingdom Hearts. Hence the plus in the 200 plus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, because this, I know, it, there is like five games in this. I know also... Yeah, you also have to do two. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Al. <laughs> There's an achievement to beat the Were game you to say in something? Uh, 15 hours. And I'm pretty sure there's a glitch where if you let the timer go past 99 hours and 99 minutes, it'll like loop around back to zero. And... Oh really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, you can ah. <laughs> and you can get the achievement as long as it's sometime within that time frame there, yeah. I actually remember seeing that back <laughs> oh, in the Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> if you miss that, just let it go again. <laughs> like oh, an I'm old totally car. going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. But it's a known thing that's since awesome. the PlayStation 3 version. I remember and it's still there as far as I can see. Yeah, I just look at the at the walkthrough for Speedster. that or the solution for that. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about we uh, tail way into what Nate's been playing? <laughs> I was gonna say that sounds super. Um, <laughs> oh, lucky. <laughs> so what I've been playing uh, recently is a little bit of Super Lucky's Tale, and and by that I mean new Super Lucky's Tale because that just came to Game Pass, and what they've done is they've taken the game that was Super Lucky's Tale, where you could look at the game straight on, 
or you can shift it a little bit to the left, or you can shift it a little bit to the right and not just have that full 360 camera. Uh, they've taken that and they've fully 3D, 3Dized it. So now the uh, levels are designed uh, differently. Uh, most of the levels are designed differently so that when you're in a 3D level, you can spin the camera entirely around. You're not stuck in that weird uh, view mode that I guess is really good for VR or was good for VR back in the day. Um, also, they, they've done some quality of life improvements too. When you get coins in the first game, Super Lucky's Tale, the coins will evaporate if you don't get to them and then they don't go into your inventory. In New Super Lucky's Tale, when you get coins, you don't even have to pick them up. Um, as soon as they burst out of something that you break or an enemy that you kill, uh, they zip into your inventory. So it makes collecting the coins a oh, whole nice. lot easier. Uh, in addition, that sounds great. I believe that, yeah, in, in addition, I believe I saw this somewhere else. Lucky goes from uh, being on four feet for when he runs to being on just two feet. So he's bipedal now and um, or bipedal, depending on how you like to pronounce that. And uh, uh. <laughs> he moves a lot faster. Um, also, when he's uh, burrowing under the ground, he moves a lot faster. So in general, the game is a little bit faster. And I've noticed that... Um, the jumping was a little bit off in the first game. It just felt a little bit floaty, a little bit different than how I expected it to be. Uh, and I think that they have fixed that in New Super Lucky's Tale. I'm a little bit... Um, I don't have those same sorts of things where I'm like, man, that jump was weird, or oh, I'm like having a really hard time landing the float uh, on this, this platform. Um, now, one of the things that they've done is they've gotten rid of the really obscene, I believe, uh, 99,000 coin that you had to collect. and they've, they've, I was just about to ask if that was still in there. They've moved that down to 30,000. Now, my nephew's going to be happy about that because today he just earned <laughs> me the 99,000 and he didn't really want to do it again. Um, yeah. Where was that? Was that 99? Yeah, 99,999 coins uh, in the old version. And the new version, I believe it's just 30,000 that you have to get. So it's it's pretty easy. And from my playing, uh, I only went through one level. I already had like 600 coins. So I think getting to 30,000 through natural play is going to be uh, not very difficult. Now, uh, the bad thing is that I did not see, I guess some people on the Discord have been talking about, oh, uh, there's going to be this new version and we should probably get the old version and the DLC just in case they delist it. Now, on Twitter, they said, oh, we're not going to delist it. No, everything's going to be in the store. That's not the case. So everything is gone now. You can no longer buy Super Lucky's Tale digital, and you can definitely not buy the DLC. And there is no physical, as far as I'm aware, and I've done a little bit of research, there's no physical version That's of sad. the game that has both DLCs. Um, so if you don't have them, and you don't know somebody that has them, then uh, you're not in you're, you're not in luck mm. as, as lucky would say we might have to move somewhere or go to achievement fest next year yes something like that <laughs> would be your best bet <laughs> and that the dlcs yeah the dlc achievements are actually kind of tough some of them um like winning the battle royale that they have or wriggle mania they call it uh beating that without taking damage um do they Yes, that's that's in the new one as well. Uh, take no damage in Wriggle Mania. And it's not that bad. Um, 
but it does take some practice. So those are the most frustrating achievements are going to be those ones where you don't get hit as you're uh, defeating bosses, but still doable. Uh, I have not done them in the new one. I've done all but I think one or two of them in the original. So yeah, so I'm trying to clean up the old one uh, before I move on to the new one because the new one just feels so good that I don't want to have to go back and play the lesser version of this game. Seems smart. So with the running, you said that you changed so he's bipedal. So would you say that uh, four legs oh was good, but two legs better? Is that <laughs> I'm not sure what I'm agreeing to, but yes, uh, two legs is better. Oh, man, y'all never took high school English. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I'll have to check this one out. It's always been one that's like, oh, man, I should play this later. And I never got around to it, so now it seems like the time to get into to Lucky's <laughs> Tale. They suckered me into it when the X was launched because this was supposed to be like a really good game, and like the X, it was supposed to take advantage of the X hardware. Uh, so I said, "Yeah, I love platformers. This looks cool. I'm gonna do it." And the game did look cool, but um, that that weird 3D shift thing uh, that just seemed like an easy out to me. I'm with Devin. I've always looked at it and go, hmm, this looks like a good game. I should probably play. Never got around to it. Well, I think it's still in Game Pass. I was yeah. just about to say, it's been installed on my Xbox for like the longest time. I'm like, I'm never, I'm never going to play this. Yeah, it's still I want to install it. I don't know when it's going to go. but And my hope is that the DLC will be relisted at some point and that it was just a mistake. And I don't think it's ever really. I think I know it's never really coming back, but I, I'm hoping. I'd be yeah. kind of surprised. Need to tweet them. Maybe they make a mistake. Yeah, rally yeah. the troops. Get your pitchforks ready. Yeah. That's Everyone the... tweet. Playful. Yeah. I mean, realistically. Take to Twitter. It's it's a mystery when they do that because they lose money, don't they? I mean, I know they want you to yeah, do I, the new one, but. I don't understand it. And, like, why would they say it's not going to go uh, when if they tell you, yes, it's going to be delisted, so go buy it now. Right. Give us like, I've, been, I've been holding off because I wanted a slight sale on the DLC. But Yeah, I don't, I don't understand the reason of delisting anything because un- unless obviously, you know, there's like um, copyright music in there, like a Tony Hawk or something like that, so then obviously the contracts go up, so that makes sense. I mean, maybe the but thought, I don't know. Something like this, it's like just leave it in there. As far as I, as far as I know, you know, it's free to be in there. So, well, they do I mean, the same with Forza every couple of years, where they're just like, "Nah, this Forza's old. We're taking it off." Doesn't that have license music though? With that though, they tell you that's taking true. this away. Like they didn't say that's anything. also very true. They said we're not taking this away. And then they did. So, yeah, that doesn't make any. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Sounds like a typo in their tweet. They didn't actually mean to put not. They meant to do not not going to take it away. Yeah, I don't I don't like them taking achievements off of my plate. Um, I mean, because I feel like they're just trying to starve me of achievements. <laughs> <sighs> you have so many. You should yeah. never. <laughs> yeah, so, so Devin, what did you do to maybe not starve? Uh, this week with achievements. Oh, I didn't starve for 20 whole minutes playing Don't Starve Giant Edition. Wow. Mother. Don't Starve Giant. 
Don't Starve Giant Edition is a game that uh, looks like it's a lot of fun. I don't know. I just used console commands. <laughs> it's like a video or whatever. <laughs> you needed a video? God, you suck. No, I didn't need a video. Ah. They had a they had a forum post and it listed out everything. Uh, the only thing I can make as an amendum is uh, make a bonfire because you can still die even in God mode. Who knew? Puny Wait, God. What? Yeah, <laughs> the dark kills you. Yeah. So you have to make a bonfire. I also recommend a roll of quarters or something really heavy to put on your space bar while you go back to work. Say you work in a, I don't know, like a home office or whatever. And so you set up the that game so that, you know, you have to press the thing 700 times. So you wait down your space bar. I'm speaking from, I don't know, anecdotal experience. <laughs> So, yeah, I would recommend it. Uh, if you're not an old man who yells at clouds, it's a really great way to get your gamer <laughs> score up. Uh, yeah, Nate. And you well, can... yeah, I mean, well, no, I agree. I, I, I took his advice, and I, I played it, and I did not yell at clouds, no. and I had a good time. <laughs> yeah. I think everyone here uh, did, except for you. Join no, us. I, I haven't done it quite yet. Oh. Uh-huh. I'm saying uh, <laughs> it's downloading and and yeah, and you won't even feel a thing, not even a remorse for the 78 people that that the <sighs> ratio absolutely tanked. <laughs> what was the ratio at before this? It was like a 4.9. Oof. And now it's like uh, it's like 1800. Yeah, it's at a 1.8 now. So, it, oof. yeah, there, yeah. that's uh, oh, boy. Could you imagine if this happened during G-Task? Yeah. Yes. There'd be a lot of angry people. 2,200 completions. Yep. Uh, Up from uh, 78. Honestly. And this one was uh, word of mouth, right? Like, this is the first one that TA didn't actually uh, advertise. Well, Maka's guides (laughs) made a video about it. See what you did there? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Maka. Yes, and I, right. I think the first thing I saw was, no, it wasn't Carnage. It was um, someone in the Discord dropped it pretty early. Yep. I thought it was. Uh, I think it was. It was Rocker himself. No, I think it was. Um, was it? I didn't see Rocker do it. I know he did I, it at the same saying. time. Yeah, I saw it. Well, I, I saw it first it was in general boosting. Railbait, maybe. I, it might have been Railbait. Yeah. yeah. You search it, but I think it was. That was but, uh, yeah. I, I recommend it, Maybe and not. then you can have a giant moral quandary about what you're doing, or you can just not care and, and laugh and laugh. I mean, at least this one is free. I see people now talking about buying the Surviving Mars DLCs. I did. Oh, twice. vulgar. I want that completion, yo. Vulgar, vulgar, vulgar. <laughs> Chase that Nebraska leaderboard, baby. Get that EP and Wait, go. Wait, you actually bought the DLC? Yeah. Twice. Jeez. Yes. Hey, uh, I will I be number it. one in Nebraska. I will look upon my works and despair. Wait. Other way around. Other people will look at them. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I want to be the very best. Like, no one ever was. <laughs> so, I did the Surviving Mars on... Xbox and PC. I didn't buy the DLC. I'm not paying DLC like that. That's too much money. Um, the only reason why I did it on that 
is because Surviving Mars is a simulation and management game. Both leaderboards, I want to be number one in Maryland for. So it's like, oh, this works for me. I'm in. Don't starve, however. Uh, outside of a contest, I really have no uh, intention of doing. Because, you know, I look at the at the genre. It's a roguelite, survival, open world. Roguelite and survival, I really don't much care about. Open world, okay, yeah, I do kind of care. But, I mean, do I really want to waste my my time for 20 no. minutes to just get an EC1K? Well, I, I don't know. It's, it's really 20 not minutes that much you could have been playing in one of your 5,000 games, Devin. <laughs> it's a waste of your time. It really Whoa, is. language. Well, uh, it was it really actually is. ten minutes of active time, and no, 10 minutes that of was your other hand letting it sit, letting it sit uh, while I was at work, no less. I did it on a lunch. You break. work from I home. Don't know how much That's time. your home. You're not working. <laughs> I, I was. It was a lunch break. I was at the different part of my home office, which is right in front of me. It's my couch. I nailed it. Oh my god. And yeah, then, I'm seeing here that Survivalist was the one that I saw first in the general channel. I guess Rocker did it about the same time, but I saw Survivalist. So go ahead, tell us how it first. works. You type in console commands, the achievements pop. You don't get to play the game. Yeah, call you yourself get that a gamer. Tasty pop. On, tell, tell us hit, how it works. You, you, you hit the tittledy. That's the one above tab, and uh, you type in some words, and then no, the you last... copy and paste some words. Oh yeah, that's right. You copy and paste some words. Yeah, you're, you're taking <laughs> way too long. I'm a yeah. Wow. Elsewhere, I did waste my time. And then after you do the last bit, there's an accomplish thing. It's a little trophy, and you put that down. And then you have to activate it 700 times. So that's where you get something really heavy to weight down your space bar, and then you walk away. I'd create. Yeah, put, just a, put your EP in on the space bar. Walk away. <laughs> you got a thousand more gamer score. You did really well. I'm very proud of you. I, I'm proud of you. All right. You did well. well you You're going to be number one in Nebraska before agreement. long. All right. Did you hack awesome. into the Xbox version yet? Not yet, but right. uh, that's play anywhere, so I don't have to. Ah. There is Don't Starve Together, which I am eagerly awaiting other people to find cheats for. Now, is that co-op console that? commands? No, I think it doesn't have any. Uh, oh, it does man. on the PC version, so if it ever becomes Play Anywhere, we could. All right, you let me know if it's co-op, I might do it. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> for those that are in the Discord, you would know that L has been going on a rant. Ranting I have not. Raving and yelling I, at I'm everyone. In, I'm intrigued. I'm just, it's just intriguing to me that people will go out of their way to not, not play intriguing. games. You're infuriated. No, it's intriguing. I'm not infuriated. It, it, uh, I, I just play yeah, it. Yeah. You've been yelling just, at everyone. I play that character on TV. I... You know, yeah, it's like, uh, you know, it's 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 like any other game. Like, let's say you have a game where you have to survive underwater in an alien planet. We called it Subnautico. Nobody would ever use console commands for that, would they? No. Wink. I want this link. I have it. Nudge. Nudge. Anyway. I'll I, be honest. I don't get it. I'm not one to yell at you for doing it. But I also don't understand it. I just want to be like, the number one in Nebraska. Like, like, and now if that's your goal, I get that. Like, yeah. if you're put in God mode, for example, and go through the game and can't get hurt, that's fine. At least you're playing the game. I just we like. 
I don't even care that you're cheating. It's just weird that people don't want to play their games. That's what's... I don't care. I just don't get it. That's weird. It's not the game I was going to play anyway. I know, but, you know, like... eh, Whatever. Some people eat their steak with ketchup. And some people think that that's really weird. I just let them eat their steak. Yeah, that's their kink. Like ketchup on eggs. It's gross. Why do people do these things? Oh, ketchup on eggs isn't bad. It's not bad. I don't yeah, ever think I've eaten ketchup on eggs. Oh. Yeah. Hot sauce is my jam, though. I, I'm a hot sauce oh. on eggs, man. Some hot tabasco. sauce, guacamole. You got to put Mexican on there. See, I don't really Sour like cream. Tabasco. Uh, no, they're uh, Cholula. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, Cholula's yes. good. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. But anyway. Like the... Yeah. So, Speaking so... of uh, games that you can be oh, wait, really but, proud but then... about completing... Wait, but there, there was eggs and potatoes. There was there was another. Um, <laughs> I want to say people in the Discord were also talking about that people are voting on 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 the rating of the game. Now that I don't agree with. <laughs> yeah, there's no need if to do that. If you use console sorry, commands what? on the game, if you, insult to injury. Yeah, if you use console commands on the game, just you don't have to vote it. All right, just just let it be. Yeah, because I know there's that OCD if you complete oh, the game to vote it? to vote on it. Yeah, don't don't vote on it. Like, I didn't the, vote the on rating it. on TA, Kenny, like five out of five. No, I I got that, but I didn't I mean, knew people the act were doing of that voting then. significantly increases the playtime. So absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so no vote. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, no. Or two. I don't know. I'm not your dad. Do whatever you want. <laughs> I, I literally don't care. And then it gets the zero anyway. to one. Uh, Hour distinction, I guess. Well, it does take zero to one hour. I guess so. Maybe yeah. if you're a dirty cheater, Devin. I don't care. Calm down, Kenny. It's all in good fun. Maintain low tones. Ridiculous. <laughs> Where's your winky face? Well, while I'm ranting. Oh. No, no. Tell us more about games we should be proud of completing. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm mad at a game, and I'm going to keep ranting. You got to be more specific. I played... <laughs> uh, last month, I streamed Potata Fairy Flower, a puzzle platformer. And I decided to play through this game over the last couple of days. So, without a guide, I decided to play this game. And I solved the puzzles on my own. I was very proud of myself until I got to a point where I was in the hub area and there was uh, an elevator that needed to be repaired. Hmm. And there's a lock on the elevator. There are no keys to be found anywhere. I searched and searched and searched and I you, you go through levels. So what happened was I found a video and I found the key that I was supposed to get, and I did get it, but you can take the key from the hub and go into the normal levels with it and use those keys on the treasure chests there. So I guess I screwed myself out of progression in the game. So Elroy always says the cardinal sin is when achievements don't pop when they're supposed to. This is definitely worse. I put two or three hours into this game, and now I believe I have to Oof. start it over because I cannot make any progression in the game. So I am very mad at this game. That's like tr- that's like losing the opportunity to get a golden spatula. Yep. 
I, yeah. But that was just an achievement glitching, which happens too. That's also annoying, but... Ugh. Very mad at this game. And I tweeted the dev. Didn't hear anything back. Very angry. My, my fist is in the air. Some say patata. I say potato. I say... Let's just call it... That was I say, bad. I say... <laughs> Dev- waiting on I thought that. Devin was kicked off. <laughs> well, you <laughs> no, know, I have to stay. There is a forum post that is the exact thing that you're talking about. Really? Because I looked yeah. up things and I couldn't find it. Was it me? <laughs> well, no, this was May 20th or um, May 19th, 2020. Yeah. So on that's TA? fixing the elevator, getting a scroll and getting that, blah, blah, blah. So even after where you can't get to... Apparently, there's another place where you can get stuck. Right, show it to me. I, I'm not happy. I mean, it's. A, I was really enjoying the game. So I guess I'm starting over. Oh, is the game you wanted me to, to talk about that I'm so proud of completing Final Fantasy VII, Devin? Final Fantasy Devin Seven. No. Final Fantasy VII. De- no. Kenny, Michelle, and I finally beat Final Fantasy VII. Oh, you did? Yeah, so uh, after uh, how many years? 20, 7, 20... <laughs> a lot of years, I finally saw the uh, ending of that game. 23? <laughs> yeah, 97, 23 years. Oh, my years. God. Yeah. So did you beat it, beat it, or did... or I'm sorry. Did you beat it, or did you complete it? Or did yes. you cheat it? Yes. Or both? Yes to all of that. Beat it, complete it, nice. and cheated it. Hmm. Absolutely. So, so you cheated, so you screwed yourself out of a good playthrough. Uh... Uh, yes, definitely. Did you? Okay. I didn't get the Did golden statue. Uh, we used an achievement guide so we wouldn't miss anything. So I know, but it, was, but it wasn't Mac's guide. Yeah. So what do you think of uh, it? I'm gonna stick by my in- initial uh, stance that it was overrated, but I don't mm. hate it anymore i'll just edit that to make it sound like <laughs> oh, you said it's it was the greatest thing ever <laughs> it's amazing there it is uh the music is good the, edit. the music is good but it's it's just very repetitive um i felt that the characters are you know you have your main characters and then you have your supplementary characters were not too memorable in my opinion your red 13s and your catchies and your vincents were eh. I thought Cloud, Tina, Aeris, Barrett, and Sid were interesting. That's about it. And there you go. So your main ones you thought were interesting. I mean, Vincent really, I mean, you could honestly beat the game and never even unlock him. Same oh. with same thing with Yuffie. So, yeah, oh, there's really I liked not much Yuffie, to that. I liked Yuffie. She, she had a personality. She, but, she was great. But um, then you, f- now you can play Dirge of Cerberus with Vincent. Mm. I'm down. I've heard it was good. That is a... That is definitely something you can do. Um, my favorite part of the game. game very my, well. my favorite part of the game was how the transitions of the backgrounds into the uh, FMVs. I think they look great. Yes, the FMVs look great. The polygons look terrible now, but that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah, FMVs still look good. I gotta say. So. Yeah, the. Uh, I mean, we've said it quite often on the show, but any 3D game from the PlayStation One era. The, the graphics just don't hold up whatsoever. So, yeah. Well, let me ask it, you it this. It still then. took us like 50 th- hours. Like the save was like 40 to 50 hours at least still with the 
with the with, the, with the cheats, which was basically cut down time on grinding out. You have to get to level ninety nine with the character and nine billion gil or something like that. But yeah, max you gil. have to power up your all materia to the max and then sell it and re- rinse wash and repeat that over and over and over. Yeah. The ending grindy yeah, stuff. Yeah, it was unnecessary, just, honestly. It takes you a while. Um, yeah, let me ask you this. What do you think of the gameplay? Now, and I ask, I, I ask this because I personally love that gameplay. I love the um, turn-based. active turn-based. I don't necessarily... Turn-based, I think, is okay. So, like, in Final Fantasy X, which I don't know if any of you have actually played that, yes. you could, like, see who's going next and kind of plan it plan it and plan out your moves and whatnot i like the active turn based or the faster i play and the better i play the better i do in a sense i feel like turn based in general is kind of passe and outdated okay like i loved it growing up but now it's just like yeah i want to fight stuff well, that's a sure opinion and that's why they changed it up in the remake did you ever get to play that by the way I did not. I'm waiting for Xbox. Oh boy, you could die waiting. Very, somewhat <laughs> impatiently. Oh no! Honestly, I really want to wait for the Series X because I just imagine the Series X uh, is going to make that game just pop that and look that much better. I'm hoping it gets optimized for that. But yeah, I am very much want to try it. And like I like I like action uh, RPGs. I like that action, but I prefer turn based. That's just me, though. I know the action is more appealing, especially if you're watching like a stream or something like that, because it is more, it is far more exciting than turn based. So what's going to come out first? Uh, Seven remastered on the the one uh, X or the Series X or Halo Infinite? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you that, kill me with two games right there. The, Zach, God, that was pulled on my heart. That was a news way. I know it was. I Good guess we'll talk about it. Uh, I guess we can talk about yeah, it. Yeah, talk about it. May as well yeah. get you pissed off during this episode. Don't want to leave yeah. you out. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Just open up. <laughs> whoa! Just get angry. Out. Just let Come it out. On. Yeah. <laughs> that was the infinite I, sadness right there. You look melancholy. Nah, uh, <laughs> Halo Infinite. <Hey>. Dev, <laughs> consider. Wait, that's the wrong one. Halo Infinite is getting yet another delay. Was that official? Or in the rumor mill? So, so, so Halo Infinite, does that refer to the development time? It seems like it. Pretty much, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so Halo Infinite got another delay, or uh, at this point, it looks like instead of getting in 2021, which we kind of all, you know, initially thought at the very first delay, it's like, okay, well, the delay it a few months, we'll play, you know, springtime in 2021, okay, we'll wait five months, that's cool, it'll, it'll look better, it'll be perfect. Nah, nah, not a, not a chance. Now... Reports are coming out that this game has been heavily outsourced. And because of that, 
the game now looks like it might be coming out in 2022, which really heaven sucks because I've been really looking forward to this game. And with that, it also looks like they're going to be dropping, or this isn't official yet, but there's talk that they might actually be dropping the X1 version so they could just solely focus on the Series X version of this game. (sighs) Honestly, I just want to know what's going on at 343. Like, I'm very frustrated as a Halo fan because I really want to play this game. I'm very much looking forward to it. I loved the... um, I love the trailer that we saw. It looks so good. And I know it's not the best in the world, but it still looks really good. I really want to get into a new one. I'm pretty sure I've said it on the show. If not, uh, I was planning on taking a day off of work just to stream this like literally all day. I was just going to start it up and with a stream and just play it until it's done. And it's just getting one delay after another. So, yeah, I'm just... I wonder what is going on over at 343. Mm, it's taken 343 years to come out with this game. <laughs> well, you see someone, uh, they misplaced a question mark, threw the whole thing off there. I hate uh, it when that happens. Yep. And now it's just like Halo Infinite? <laughs> like, <sighs> it's been... It's been almost one week six since ye- you looked at me. Well, I was, I was about to start singing too. <laughs> <laughs> it's been almost six years since Halo 5 dropped. So this game has been in a six year development. It's just like, what's going on over there? And like, obviously, there are games that take forever to come out in between sequels, you know, Red Dead Redemption or Grand Theft Auto, for instance. But at the same time, you know, Duke Nukem took forever, and that was bad. So it's like, is this going to be good? Like, is this going to look? Is this going to live up to all the expectations of what's we're pl- we're hoping for? I mean, obviously, we want it to be the best it can be, and they, if they have to delay it, so be it. But maybe they shouldn't have announced it so early then. That's the like. That's the thing. It's one thing to delay it for you know maybe six months but for 2022 that's a oof yeah a big oof because this is microsoft's uh tentpole game like that's like once again i just i really want to know what the heck 343 is doing because I can't imagine that, you know, oh, well, there's budgetary constraints and, you know, we're having problems doing this and doing that. I can't imagine Microsoft w- would say, no, no, you can't have no more money. We need the game. Like, this is the system seller. Like, people buy Xbox for Halo. I would imagine Microsoft just has a blank check given to 343 that says, here, make the best possible game. So it's like, are they just, you know, communication issues, just people just, you know, not working uh, to the best of their abilities? I can't quite think of the word, you know. I don't know. It just seems like they're not really, it's just something over there is not lining up very well. 
And as a massive Halo fan, it is very frustrating. Ditto. <laughs> yeah, I'm very sad for I you. I mean... Uh, <laughs> it doesn't bother me at all, but I'm very sad for you. It's, uh... All right, well, let's get off that crappy topic. Let's talk about <laughs> something fun. We got a community question. Yay! So, Michelle, she oh, asked us a question. Our favorite patron. Uh, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> she said... You're in charge of making the OG Xbox Mini. Give us, give one game each that would hand that would be included, and we can't duplicate. So no stealing each other's answers. And as a bonus, this OG Xbox Mini would have live support, so those games would get uh, achievements. So with your game that you would include, what achievements would you add as well? Let's kick it to Devin first. Oh man, there's a lot of great uh, original Xbox games, but I would put in. Uh, let's go with Amped, name one. Oh. Nobody. <laughs> oh, I can name a lot. I played a lot oh, of OG same. Xbox. Are you amped to talk uh, about it? Amped was a great snowboarding game that they just sort it of really forgot was. that they had. <laughs> now there's a. It's <laughs> like yeah, here's the uh, Amped two and uh, make another Amped. There you go for Series X. That's my <laughs> goal for them. But yeah, that game was a pretty sick open board game, uh, and I can't. I would just have it be like nailing a pretty sick trick. I just liked going down the all the mountains. I would have all of my uh, CDs on there because you could put all the CDs on the original Xbox, and I would listen to <laughs> AFI and play Amped because I was a very edgy teenager that grew into a boring adult. <laughs> Ah, that was a good game. Any achievements that uh, you can come up with for that game? Nah, just nail a sick trick. That uh, Just nail it like uh, a double backflip. All right, or, you get a thousand G uh, for that? sick grind. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> sick. <laughs> I mean, if you're getting a thousand gamer score, it should be a little, little bit more sicker than just a double backflip, but okay. Can you do a double backflip on a snowboard? <laughs> uh, yes. Have you ever seen me not do it? That's true. Yes, okay. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will buy you a copy of Amped if you do a double backflip on a snowboard. Wow. All right. Well, let's go to Colorado and we'll play. And we'll get the snowboards and uh, yeah, let's do it. We'll go to Colorado. We'll get some brownies. And hey, we'll you will <laughs> drink some Amped. Yeah, yeah we'll get some play. Amp energy <laughs> and we'll play Amp. <laughs> uh, what about you l you love the original xbox oh, everyone man. knows this yeah so what i used to do with the original xbox <laughs> i used to take a trip up to uh, rutgers university and i found this guy online he used to uh put mod chips into them <laughs> so oh yeah so huh. you stole a lot like cheating yeah um I cheated myself because I did it like two or three times, and each time the chip burnt out, and the Xbox was rendered uh, useless. So, well, that's what you get for stealing. I know that's was, what you I get was, for going to Rutgers. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to good school. <laughs> I, I I do have a funny Rutgers story that Devin will appreciate. Uh, <laughs> one of the uh, the study halls there was called Scott Hall. <laughs> <laughs> so I would always <laughs> I would always laugh when I would go there. So um, 
Yeah, they had a, a food trucks there too. I remember the food trucks. Of course, that's what he remembers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the future. The, this was the, a long he would time go, ago. The grease, he would go, he called the grease there, trucks. Get the, his Xbox modified and also grab a sandwich. And the grease trucks. And laugh yeah. at Scott Hall. And Scott yeah. Hall. Yeah. Hey y'all. So I'm gonna pick a weird game. Um, I used to like NFL 2K5. Um, Madden of all the games. I know. Hear me out. Okay. Madden was getting kind of tired at this point, so they came out with this NFL 2K5 at a reduced price. It was cheaper than Madden, and people liked it a lot more. They had this cool thing called the crib that I think they might still have in the NBA 2K games, but I'm not sure. So basically you would get, like, you know, Giants jersey and Giants statues, and you would unlock these things and, and put them in your crib, and there were milestones to get, like, a certain amount of yeah, yards in, in, a, in a game. And, yeah, so I think... I don't know. I used to really like that game. And they did so well that eventually EA put the kibosh on that and uh, they made it so Madden would be the only game in town. So, I know, cool story, bro. Um, there's a thousand games and you pick the and you pick football. Yeah, there was also NFL I mean, Fever. Oh yeah, that was the uh, game I beta tested, the NFL Fever. When I uh Oh yeah, I remember you talking about that. Yeah, I got the whole kit. I got NFL Fever. And I got the, the the shirt. It says, you've got great hands. You are a beta tester. Yeah, I told the story before, but we have a lot of new listeners. I'll tell it again. I've got great hands. There you go. Uh, I'm an original beta tester. I'm an original beta tester. I was one of the first Xbox Live members, and that's why my name is Big L. I didn't have to have any the numbers, uh, any weird letters, numbers. Yeah. Well, now you got to dig that T-shirt back out and show everyone again. Who's next on the list? Uh, let's see. Uh, I don't know. Nate or Kenny, Nate or Kenny, Nate. Mm-hmm. Uh, surprising no one, uh, Red Dead <laughs> Revolver <laughs> has got to be on that OG mini. Oh, such a good game. You see what he did there? Love me <laughs> some Red Dead Revolver. Um, yeah, game's great. Yeah, uh, I was actually in order to think of some achievements, I was trying to load that up on backwards compatibility. Whoa. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's backwards compatible? No, it's absolutely not backwards compatible. Oh. Uh, which made say. that impossible to play in time because I had no time to go get the uh, the um, old banana cable or whatever uh, that might, would allow me to hook that up you... to play it. Uh, and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to go check out the um, PsyOps. Yeah, also not backwards compatible. So my two favorite games possibly um, <laughs> from the OG Xbox not available. Uh, but yeah, Red Dead Revolver. I feel like nobody knows about this game when I'm when I talk about it. Um, I, I don't know think anybody actually played it. But um, yeah, nope. I think it was great. Um, as for what would a good achievement be? Um, oh, I have no idea. Maybe just using a bow and arrow for the whole game. Um, Doing the Mexican standoff perfectly. Yeah, or maybe having to do like uh, I don't know, no reloads or like perfect reloads or something. <laughs> I don't think that was the thing that was gears. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure they could come up with something cool. It was definitely more cartoony than your regular Red Dead. Um, the bosses were. I think one guy was like a real fat guy. He was kind of a demon. I can't remember. Maybe I was. <laughs> I don't under remember the that. Well. I don't know. I played it, but I don't remember it that well. Yeah, um, which is why I wanted to go back and play it. But one of the things that made it so great for me was the music. 
So I don't know, maybe uh, maybe shooting uh, in cadence with the music for a couple minutes. That'd be kind of cool. Like only shoot people uh, in cadence. That'd be kind of interesting one. Yeah. Oh, so um, <laughs> it's not backwards compatible on the one, but you can put the Xbox disc into your Xbox 360 and play it. Mm. See, I need to get a 360 here in my office. So, but I just so I, it's sort of kind of backwards compatible. It, it sort of kind of is, but I found a funny thing online. Uh, someone said, "Will this work on the Xbox 360?" And the answer is yes, but the enemies and textures will sometimes vanish. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> well, that's not helpful. But that sounds uh, <laughs> that sounds just like a RDR experience anyway. Online, uh, there's all kinds of Maybe all need kinds to of problems. The, old, the OG. <laughs> Set up the OG one time. Maybe I'll stream it. Yeah, but a, a lot know. of OG Xbox games were BC on the 360s. So you just have to try them out and see what happens. Yeah. What about you, Kenny? So, I'm sure most people, when they're listen, when they hear this question, they just assume I'm going to say Mech Assault because yes. I love that game. But no, oh. I'm not going to say Mech Assault. But you did. I'm going to pick another game that I don't know if any of you or anyone listening has actually played. Unreal Championship 2. Has any of you played this game? No. I'm sure I've played it. Yep. One of the Unreals I've played at one point in my life. Yeah, I think I've played all the Unreals. So I must have played it at some point, but it left no impression. All right. So this is, you know, just another Unreal like tournament championship kind of a thing. Um, I really enjoyed this game way back when this was actually the first one of these games that I've played. And if you've never played an unreal game, it's like this crazy fast paced arena shooter with lots of guns. No, all you're always sprinting, jumping. It's super fast paced. It's a lot of fun. It's good time. Uh, yeah, this is the game I would play. I would pick achievements wise, you know, it's a shooter. So you you can have your generic I would put, you know, your generic um uh achievements, you know, kill X amount of, of enemies, kill X amount of enemies with this gun, that gun, this thing, get a couple get a bunch of headshots. And then I would, you know, do a couple of the campaign ones. You know, complete on easy, medium, hard. I would do one super brutal, like complete it on the highest difficulty with no deaths, no continues, no restarts, yada, yada, to make it super, super difficult. But wait, there's more. I would make this easy because, of course, I'm going to add console, console commands. commands. Yep, I, that I saw way, that coming. You don't actually it. have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> you could just open up the game, clicky, click, done. Got your 1,000 gamer score. Yeah, let's get mod support so that the mods unlock all the con- the achievements for us too. There you go. Even better. Kenny, you're off the show now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I gotta give it to L. Who he he he's keeping a cool head right now. I can see the steam, but he's keeping a cool head. <laughs> Speaking of buying OG Xbox minis. <laughs> Ooh, Leland ooh, and Galen. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yay. Uh, I like toilets. Damn it, are you getting anything? No, because I have it all. <laughs> anything that I wanted, I, I already own. Wow. Must be like, nice to have all that disposable income. 
Well, not anymore. I spent it all on Xbox games that I don't play. <laughs> Disposed income. All right. Al, is there anything you want to get or recommend? Oh, uh, no, I have it all. Okay. <laughs> and he uh, wants it now. <laughs> uh, this is actually a pretty crazy sale. There's a lot of on sale. It's one of those sales that there's too much to even look through. I mean, right. they actually so in other words, he didn't look through because but it's, it's, it's nothing much. It's nothing. Oh, I feel like there's not much new that they haven't had before. I agree. There's Power Rangers. Well, also, oh, 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 Battle for the Grid, ten ninety nine. <laughs> I looked at it. Son of a bitch, we're all over everybody tonight. <laughs> <laughs> No, no one's going to talk. Yeah, I looked at it at 8 o'clock, and then I looked at it like, uh, I don't know, 8.30, and uh, they had, they were adding new things. So it just it didn't all scan in at one time, and all the prices weren't there yet either. So I, I don't know what's up with this week. And well, one thing Come I, on, TA, get your act together. One thing I noticed that you guys might not have known, um, apparently there's L.A. Noir is on Xbox One for $20. What? That's a horse yep. that has been long dead. <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. Uh, L.A. Noir, La Noir. See, Devin doesn't understand that. That's how long dead that has been. <laughs> that's pretty dead. It's been very dead. It's a good freaking Cole game. Cole has beaten that horse a lot. Doubt. Now, at least he's gotten that. <laughs> very good, very good. All right, Nate, I know you have something to at least recommend. Of course. I always have to talk about the sales. Um, I don't know if anyone doesn't have this or doesn't know about this game, but, I mean, it's possible that you slept on it. Uh, Sleeping Dogs Definitive Edition. Now, the 360 version (laughs) was uh, Games with Gold, uh, but the DLC did not come with that, so you had to buy that separately. Uh, And that game was a lot of fun. It's a three uh, third person open world game. Uh, the Xbox One version is five dollars down from thirty, and it contains the DLC. So it's got uh, one thousand two hundred and twenty five gamer score available to you. Um, it's just a really fun game. If you like GTA, um, this is uh, kind of like the Chinatown version of GTA, uh, and it is it's a lot of fun. Uh, has anyone played uh, the other Sleeping Dogs? I've, yeah, I, I have not. Okay. Uh, it's on my list. Yeah, it's a very fun third-person game. Uh, you'll be very happy when you go to play it. Uh, the the hand-to-hand combat is much better than what you see in, in GTA, and the driving is just as good. Um, so it, no, it's a really good experience, and for $5, that is amazing. Uh, another game that I'm interested in checking out, uh, I, I don't have any personal experience with it, is Ultimate Ski Jumping 2020. Uh, Wait, it's seven, that's a game? Yeah, it's a game. It's $7 huh. down from 10 It's relatively new. Um, and it's ski jumping. But it reminds me of like the old Apple uh, 2 games where you're playing like the Winter Olympics and stuff like that. But this is strictly st- ski jumping. You are just going down uh, the hill. And I think it's from a three-quarters perspective. Uh, you're just steering your guy down the hill and you're just doing ski jumps. Um, sounds kind of fun to me. Is there a Yeti? I don't think there's a Yeti. No. That's, uh, I, do I don't know. I don't really know a whole lot about this. I'm, I'm look. I want to look more. And if anyone remembers these old 
Apple games with like the uh, the Winter, winter games. Yeah. Yeah, Winter games. Maybe this is interesting to you as I'm well. I'm old too, I remember. Simpler time. I remember. <laughs> Kenny, any uh, member berries? Come eight, come one. I'm not as old as you guys. I don't remind. I don't remember that. But there's nothing on on sale that is worth mentioning for me. So let's go to Game Pass. There's some Game Pass stuff. There's quite a lot. Quite a lot. A couple of games that have been added in the past week: Microsoft Flight Simulator, which honestly I'm really hoping my computer can handle. I'm very intrigued by that. Uh, you could play it for a thousand hours straight for an achievement. I mean, you can. I mean, you can. Or okay, fine, I can too. <laughs> uh, Spearfarer, Battletoads, Crossing Souls, Dark Siders Genesis. Oh, the good one, Don't Starve Giant Edition oh, has been s- added to Game sweet. Pass. Yeah. New Super Lucky's Tale. They have all been added to Game Pass, and then coming to Game Pass, well, I guess the day that this show drops, uh, Hypnospace Outlaw and Tell Me Why. Uh, because they need to more have more games on Game Pass. And that's why I paused for those bad <laughs> jokes. And then it, coming the 28th, Double Kick Heroes and Wasteland 3. Coming September 1st, Crusader Kings the 3rd. Because who cares about the first two? And coming September 3rd, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Yeah, <sighs> lots of games. That. That's a lot. And unfortunately, we have ones that are leaving. Leaving August 31st, Creature in the Well. Get on that, Nate. You got to finish it. Gianna Sisters, Twisted Dreams. Wasn't that Games of Gold at one point? Sure. One of the Gianna Sisters was. I'm not sure if it was that one or not. But not both. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> goodness. <laughs> My goodness. Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 HD, which I had no idea was even on there. Metro Last Light Redux. And the Jackbox Party Pack 3 is all leaving September... Or, I'm sorry, it's all leaving August 31st. Leaving September 1st is NBA 2K20, who gives a crap. And leaving wow. September 7th is Red Dead Redemption 2. So I guess that's the big one. That's you know big name game that's leaving Game Pass. Wasn't on there for very long either, like three months. Yep, I feel like it's been on a little bit longer than that. Like May, I want to say. Was it? May I want to say? Yeah. I just Hmm. May. Uh, So 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 of the games added, uh, Spirit Fair looked really cool. There was that uh, indie showcase. It was for the Switch, but uh, I no, I, that was uh, on the Xbox E3 last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. But uh, I I saw it on the indie showcase. Of course, it was like the day after recorded because that's what always happens. And oh yes. and then it was announced that it was coming right through Game Pass the same day, and so it was on the 18th. Uh, it looks like you would like it, Kenny. It's like heavy management game, and that yes. has mm-hmm. the only issue I have with this game is that it's. It's written apparently written so well that it will make you sad and you will think about morbid things and death and all that kind of stuff. Not your typical video game deaths, but real death. And I don't know. Sounds uh, interesting. Sounds morbid, but it sounds good. Sounds like it's very good. Well, basically, your job in this is Wait to basically take over and 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 fair 
spirit. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah. but it's got a lot. So I'm just I'm setting this up for the joke. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's a lot like Animal Crossing, so I like to call it Animal Crossing Over. Nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Nice. And and there is a lot of management. There's a lot Hold of up. go do something for this person who wants a new shelter and uh, upgrade it multiple times and go get you know grow so many of these crops and that sort of stuff and then grow this crop and then make uh, thread out of that and then make I don't know this other thing for this other person and then get six bottles from here and then go fill them with lightning. So it's all fetch quests. There's really no action to it at all. Um, when you're moving around, it's, you know, you're just going from well, place to place. It's- tell me why this then, if there's no action, why is this listed as an action adventure? Yeah. I think there's platforming well, I mean, there too. There is a double I jump. I even saw a double jumps. <laughs> there is a double jump. It's all of that. <laughs> okay. Well now that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. But it is we'll have slow. to play it and find out. I I put in so you, an so hour or two. I got one okay. achievement, and I got the double jump. <gasps> so say it, yeah. say it. So Vayner, Vayner confirmed. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, maybe I have two achievements. I'm not sure, but um, one or two achievements. But it seems like it's going to be a long, long play. I'm. I'm stoked for Crusader Kings 3, actually. I played a ton oh, of Crusader Kings okay. 2. You're the one. Uh, on Steam. Yeah. I can't tell if you're serious. No, I actually did. Uh, I put like 200 hours into Crusader Kings 2, and I never wow. really learned how to play it. It's that kind Wait, of game. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> oh, you put a lot of time into Crusader Kings 2, and you never really understand how it works. But man, do I have great stories. I, I, I'm still lost. I don't know how you could put 200 hours into a game and not know what to do. This because, game just looks like I mean, maps. It's very complicated. So Crusader Kings 2, you uh, instead of leading a nation, you lead a dynasty, a family, and your goal is, well, you don't really have a goal. You can just do whatever you want. So I became the king of Spain, and I killed my two brothers so that I could become the full king of Spain and not just a part of Spain. And then I fought Muslims. It was great. And you get to, like... You can, like, work with the Pope or rebel against the Pope or all kinds of stuff. Start your own religion. Make your own anti-Pope. Whoa. (laughs) Interesting. Half of these screenshots are just maps. Yeah, you spend most of the time because you you lead different territories um, and you have vassals. You can actually just be a vassal. You don't actually have to be a king. You can just be, like, a lord underneath someone else and work your way up to king. You can make yourself the Holy Roman Emperor interesting oh dude it's great so this is kind of like stellaris but like in the crusades yes actually stellaris is like way way in advance and uh crusader kings 2 you could actually link that up and take your file from crusader kings 2 and start at like 800 the year 800 work your way to 1492 import that save into europa universalis 4 Play that all the way up into the, I think, modern day, or at least to Hearts of Iron, which is the World War II. And you could, like, work your way through this entire fictional world of, like, real world stuff. It's Crusader wow. Kings 2 is super deep. Okay, that's super appealing. It's so much fun. But, like, you will spend a lot of time figuring out exactly how dynastic politics works. 
in a way oh. that I can never adequately explain to people. Tell me so, more. Ask me more about dynastic politics. So <laughs> I, I made the Stellaris reference, and then I click on the developer, and then realize, oh, yeah, it's paradox. the same people that all that meant that made all the games that you just mentioned and Stellaris also yes. made this. So that all makes way more sense. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, they make very complicated strategy games for nerds like me. I spent a long time on this game, and then I eventually just dropped out and did other stuff. But I, there's a part of me that's just like, man, I want to get into Crusader Kings 3. And I'm going to talk a big game about it and never actually do it, but I wanted to make it known here. Well, I got to say, you did tell me why I should play this, and now I want to play. Ain't nothing but a heartbreak. Tell me why. Ugh. All right, well, let's get into the contest. No, wait, 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 First of all, singing is my gimmick, all right? Don't don't steal my gimmick, Devin. I'm going to steal your gimmick, bro. Yeah, bro. I wanted to quickly talk. Let us know in the Discord who's a better singer. I wanted to quickly talk about Battletoads. Uh you got to talk about Battletoads. I mean, this game, there's already 29,000 people started it, and there's 11... <laughs> com- there's yeah. there's, there's 11 completions, and I saw something Ooh. interesting on the uh, on the True Achievements Facebook about it. Uh, so to set this up, there's no online co-op, which has a lot of people pissed off. Uh, it's three-player yes. couch co-op only, yep. which is cool. Yeah, it's cool in 1990. <laughs> Just 1990. So, the crazy thing, though, is that there are a good number of co-op achievements, uh, such as three, all three co-op people doing the uh, the crazy turbo tunnel thing together. So, something you would find interesting, Nate, is... Apparently, uh, someone figured out how to get their Cronus, I mean, their nephew, uh, to do <laughs> all three of the parts. So they did the three-player co-op stuff by themselves. Mm. Wow. Really? Yes. I will send you a link to the guy doing Wait, it on. How do you do that with one? Uh, I'm not quite Does sure this how happened did it. to use chopsticks? Um... Because I think I was the one that posted that link in the Discord. <laughs> yeah, I saw that one. I haven't looked at it, but he was bragging about it on the TA feed. Ah, that's kind of interesting to be able to get your Cronus he, to do that. I didn't know that was possible. What's a What's a Cronus? Is that similar to a nephew? I have a nephew. Right, that's oh, what I was nephew. nephew, nephew. Cronus is uh, ex-Polos. Yeah, that that's. Yes. Yeah, if it's what I'm thinking it is, then it's the guy that took some of that, uh, what's that stuff that used to hang your posters on your wall in your dorm room? Stucco or? Blue gum? Stucco? Tack. Stick them? Yeah, the tacky stuff. (laughs) So he used uh, two chopsticks and a bunch of that uh, and and basically uh, had one one chopstick was attached to all three left sticks in a row. So he just had like controller above each one. Oh, I see. And then he had another chopstick, which was over the a button, which is the jump button. And it was connected to all three jump buttons. So he just had to move the 
left chopstick to steer and then depress the right chopstick to have them all jump. That's cool, uh, man. Now, he didn't have a video of him doing it, but he had a picture of his setup and also the fact that he got the achievement. That is quite impressive. It's, yeah. Yeah. I, I think I saw one post where someone was talking about using uh, Copilot to have two controllers be on the one controller that you're using and then just having someone else sit and play the third controller. But um, I don't know how that would work because I haven't really set up Copilot before, but then that you still need two people. So, so this is the only way I can think of that would actually work for me would be to use chopsticks and something like that. If only there were console commands. I mean, I started. I, I, I would it. use them if they if there were. <laughs> I started. Well, yeah, it. <laughs> I did not really like the combat in the first level. I I was just really? like, oh, what have I done? What have I done? Um, and then the second level is not combat. Uh, this is basically a series of party games where some of them are combat and some of them are driving and some are there's just like, weird there's games. Like Geometry Wars one, right? Yeah. The second level. Well, I haven't gotten past. Uh, I haven't done the third. Well, no, yeah, the third level is a tunnel level. So the first level is a beat 'em up. Second level is a weird kind of a party game where I don't want to ruin it, but you're just you're basically just pushing buttons. It's kind of a QTE. Um, and then the third is you're in a tunnel, just doing one of the first driving sec- segments. Um, yeah, and I haven't gotten f- past that. But by the time I got to that tunnel, I was kind of like, okay, maybe. Um, so maybe I'll play more. So I got a bone to pick with this game. Oh boy. It very clearly says in the trailer one epic multi genre adventure. Why is there only one genre on TA? Why is this only a platform? Genre voting hasn't concluded. Yeah. Mm. Give it time and it'll be all of them, I guess. Vehicular combat. Cricket. (laughs) Cricket. Especially. The very first statement says escape from the simulation bunker. So this should be a simulation game, which means I should be able to get my points that I want from this game. I'm not playing. Just submit your votes, Kenny. Yeah, vote early, vote often. Are there double? Is there a double jump? Um, I don't think so. Is it colorful? It is colorful. All right, that should be a genre too. (laughs) 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 We are not dumb. We are clever, older gentlemen. Well, right. you're, well, you're a couple of those things. Two out of three ain't bad. Yes. All right. Well, let's get into some contests. Uh, first contest. Ah, Pete birthday. Skip Pete. it. Just go on to the next one. Wow. That was rude. Just kidding. I love you, Sarah. That is not very pretty <laughs> of you to do. Be sure to check the show notes. Be sure to check literally any channel in the Discord because she won't <laughs> stop talking about it. But yeah, sign up for the Birthday Bash Challenge um, over at, um, uh, what's that crappy website that's like TA but not TA? Um, uh, oh, Gamertag Nation because no one ever uses that. But yeah, make sure to sign up over there. Get in with this. You could probably, get, you could probably win some cool prizes. I believe uh, she said she was going to give some more prizes if we can get up to 101 people in there. So come on, people. I believe... Definitely go sign up. I believe as of now, there are currently 69. Giggity. Lamal. (laughs) Vintage Lamal. Lols. Yeah, but P-Tart's got some prizes in there for people. So sign up. And 
gamer tag challenge. Don't forget about that. Well, we've got uh, some news. We got oh, a little bit of got news. Some news. Oh, yeah, because we have about a week left. By the time you hear this, uh, maybe okay. a little less than a week left in the month of August. That was Hack and Pone, and you can read up on the uh, details there. We've drawn our new patron for next month, and it is Hatton ninety. And more details oh. will be coming. But just so you can plan out your games, uh, Hatton ninety. Way less vowels. yeah get ready for that and with that it is time for bride camp and remind and just remember once again if you want to be featured in miles or tag on if you want to be featured in bride camp make sure you friend request a ta profile age 101 Hashtag four six three nine because some d bag won't give us the H one hundred one TA profile. It's me. I believe it. It's me, Austin. I was me all Take it away, Devin. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I will. I will start this thing. Uh, incompletions. Philip Wendell has reached a new milestone of two hundred and fifty games. Icefire TN, not from TN, has reached a new milestone: two hundred fifty completed games. For completion percent, EL Sack has reached a completion set percentage of 39%. Death Dealers has reached a new milestone, 47%. Mr. P-Tart has reached a completion percentage of 77%. NBA Kirkland has reached a completion percentage of 80%. Legohead 1997 has reached a completion percentage of 97%. Ah, great job, everyone. Jeez, Legohead. That's pretty crazy. In Skeptical Mario's uh, streaking challenge, uh, we have Retro Chief 1969, Rocker Dude 5012, X the Hero, Mr. P Tart, Koosh Moose, Vulgar Latin, J Black, Tony Coconuts, <laughs> Milky Bars Are On Me, and Northern Lass with 10 day achievement win streaks. And then for some boring streaks, we have Philip Wendell with 100 days, Wakapale. With two hundred, uh, I'm sorry, two thousand five hundred achievements. Uh, we also have Blue Thunder seven. Wait, wait, are these achievements or days? Achievement. That's a that's a day. Day. Yeah. That was day. Sorry. Yeah, you just can't reading read. is hard. Wakapale. Wakapale with twenty five hundred day achievement win streak. Blue Thunder seventy three ninety eight. It's currently on a 26.50 day achievement win streak. And Big L is currently on 2,800 with a comma. In achievements one. Go Hat outside, 90 Big L. <laughs> has 5,500 achievements. Michael KV with 7,500. Uh, true achievement. Good job, buddy. With 10,000 achievements one. Dunkos <laughs> with 16,000. MDP 73. With 18,000 achievements won, and Vulgar Latin with the 21K. In Gamer Score, Northern Last has hit 450,000, and High Road V2 has hit 500,000. You're halfway to a mil. In TA Score, Philip Wendell is half of a million. Rocker Dude 5012, three quarters of a million. A Hizo, 85% of a million. And Triple Triad is, he's hit 1.41 1 million. Let's try it again. Triple Triad has hit 1,450,000 TA score. Way to go, Triple Triad. That's the uh, card game from Final Fantasy VIII, right? 
say yes. I thought it was... Mm, never mind. Bad joke. <laughs> I think it is. All right. Uh, it's been a very long time since I played that game. I do not remember. Because you're busy putting commas in random freaking places. Saban, comma, Rothschild is now in the top two, comma, zero. (laughs) (laughs) Don't make me cry like Corey, please. (laughs) All right. Um, We need to be professional. Saban, Rothschild is now in the top 20 of the... God, shut the f*** up, Kenny. Saving the Rothschild is now in the... T- <laughs> <laughs> we have fun here. Because Nate said we're talking over each other for some reason. I don't know where we got that idea. Uh, All right, go I, ahead. Did I mention... <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> I can't say. <laughs> In leaderboard, Saban the Rothschild is now in the top 20 of the TA leaderboard for strategy. Mark B, if that is your real name, is now in the top 1,000 of the TA leaderboard for parte. Dirk Lord Dinable Davis, where have you been, buddy? Party up. Top 5,000 of the TA leaderboard for run and gun. That seems fake. Hat 90 is now in the top 20,000 of the TA leaderboard for racing. Lovely. Mark B is in the, now in the top... 50 of the England TA leaderboards for cycling, and Ahizo is now in the top 100 for the USA TA leaderboard for card and board. Jeez, Ahizo. Uh, I also wanted to bring up something random that's been happening in uh, the music channel on Discord that a lot of you might have muted, but there's something cool going on. Uh, uh, Kronos had an idea... um, Maybe we were reminiscing about the old days when we used to make uh, mixtapes, but uh, maybe later on we used to burn CDs, and it was fun to try to get uh, 72 minutes of music on a CD and get that perfectly. But he said uh, he had a deal with a friend of his. Uh, She wanted to be exposed to new music, so they made mixtapes for each other where they had to listen to uh, a genre they weren't too familiar with. And he decided to bring that to us and ask if we wanted to make mixtapes for people. But it's kind of like a secret Santa. So you might get someone who wants rock and you would make rock for that person. And you might look for a country and then they would make you country. But you don't know who's making you what. So you're asked what kind of genre you're looking for. And then you're asked what kind of genre you're into and you would make that one. So I'm not sure if you can still sign up for this. Maybe not. But I'm sure when all is said and done, the playlists will be released for anyone who wants to peruse them. But I thought it was a cool idea. I wanted to quickly mention that. So thank you, Kronos. Yeah, there's a, I there's a lot going on in Discord, especially the, the, especially this one. I am so excited for the uh, the mixtape I'm going to get. When well, I assume of, I assume you when he brought this Broadway. idea up, I imi- <laughs> say what. I assume you requested Broadway tunes. Oh, 100%. Good. <laughs> any, th- any music, you know, simple and clean. Piccolo. Oh. Lots of piccolo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm wah, very much wah, looking, for- looking forward to this. I'm always on the hunt for new music. So when he brought this idea up, I'm like, yeah, sign me up. 
I don't know who's possible going to sign up for my list that I can make, but, you know, maybe there's someone out there. It can happen. It can happen. All right, but that will about wrap it up for this part of the show. Make sure you continue listening. We got back-to-back up next uh, with Michelle, oh Elroy, and Chewie. Oh, my God. Can't wait for I, that. I know the games that they are all playing, and I uh, <laughs> I can't wait to hear about them. I have pity on all of them. <laughs> okay, well, that makes it sound I'm like excited. they played horrible I'm excited. Okay. I have absolutely no idea. I know, I just know that I've enjoyed all the previous um, installments of that. So I'm looking forward to being able to listen to that along with everyone else on release day. Um, yes. With that, thank you for listening to this section. Thank you guys for joining us. And with that, Console Commanding 101 is out. Welcome back, everyone, to uh, the next episode of Back to Back, a segment where we discuss some non-backwards compatible jewels that we have played over the last uh, course of time, whether it be a month or, you know, any interval of time, really. Uh, I am Elroy OMJ, and as always, I am joined by Chewy on Ice. Yeah, hello. How's it going, Chewy, man? I'm good. Wookie man. All right. And then, of course, the one who... Originally came up with a segment uh, in in all its glory. Blame her. It is Matriarch. I, I fully accept this blame. I'm okay with it. <laughs> fully at peace with it. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, we, uh, I'm not sure which number this is. It's probably about seven or eight by now. Uh, <laughs> we're getting quite a list of, um, of games that are not backwards compatible that we've played. We should probably do like a best of at the end of the year or something. That's a good idea. Yeah, like what was our top three and all this and that? I, I don't know that. We're just thinking ahead, but uh, anyhow, based on this uh, month, this... it will be not the two that you and I have played. <laughs> well, <laughs> well based, based on last month, I don't think it's going to be M's either. So uh, she's going for redemption this this month. I don't know if you remember the uh, dumpster fire that we both laid last month. So yeah, yeah. Although the one that I I completely choked on last month apparently got the most discussion in our discord uh, and has like a groundswell of people wanting to give it a try uh, that's true so remind the l- listeners what game it was you spoke about yes i'm sorry yes that was uh uh rise of the argonauts uh featuring bolo the singing fish boy so fish uh, for sale was... <laughs> 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 yeah, you don't interrupt him it, it's an uncomfortable few minutes and uh yeah, that's still probably my favorite achievement in any of these uh, back-to-back uh, games I've been playing. So, anyhow, but uh, enough intro. Let's just jump right into it. So, uh, starting off this week is Mr. Chewy on Ice, and he is playing a game that the top review on True Achievements describes it as a mostly bland shooter set in the Star Trek universe. So, uh, Chewie, why don't you tell us about this bland shooter that you uh, got to enjoy? I have to tell you that that's quite a kind review, actually, to be, <laughs> to be fair to this game. So, well, it's just, for rating purposes, it is a 2.6, which, uh, just kind of spoiler here, that is higher than both Matrix and myself's uh, 
scores on our game. Yeah. So you have the best game this month. So, yeah. Yeah, I caught that too. I, I could not believe yeah. that Star Trek was like <laughs> solidly by a solid like point Half seven. A star. Yeah, like yeah. It, it is the best quote unquote game of the three that we so played. We've, so we've somehow managed to enter like a Star Trek parallel universe <laughs> type thing where a really bad game is somehow the best game. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not sure if it's so much about that game or is it more of a uh, commentary on the ones that we played. I, we'll, we'll be able to tell when we're done, I'm sure. Okay, so Star Trek. To boldly go where no gamer has gone before, or in this case where pretty much every gamer has ever gone in every single third-person sci-fi shooter in the history of the world because as that review stated this is a very bland cookie cutter shooter it's uh it's only memorable for probably having one of the biggest budgets i'd imagine for one of these types of games because it features every single one of the film's actors so uh, oh is it actually them or it's is actually it, them it's not, oh yeah. it's not voice acting no it's it's wow it's their faces it's their voices uh it's not their acting though uh <laughs> so, so you got uh we got chris pine uh, as kirk you've got uh those other people that i can't remember the name of uh so got the the guy from uh, big bang theory um oh gosh the the neighbor i don't know if you even seen that show will wheatley or something like that well no no not no this isn't uh this isn't next generation. This is uh, this is the new movies. So uh, no oh, Will Wheaton, okay. no uh, Patrick Stewart, unfortunately, no uh, okay. Leonard Nimoy. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm just naming random Star Trek actors. I'm sure Prue <laughs> is, is. It's, it's probably pretty telling up. though that <laughs> this is the very last game that Paramount Digital Entertainment published. <laughs> oh man! So. Yeah. Uh, well, they finally got it right, so they're like, we cannot outdo no, this no. ever again. Right? They spent all, all right. of their money. They spent <laughs> all of their money on the actors, and none of their money on the script, the story, the gameplay, the graphics, uh, and especially not Q and A testing because it is a <laughs> buggy, steaming pile. So, uh, I, I could talk about the the story, but there really isn't one. Like, I'd love to hear about the bugs. Well, so, <laughs> so, so I like a good failure. Star Trek, like in general, okay, and this this is kind of broad strokes here. Star Wars, I'm a big fan. Star Wars is laser swords, space fights, pew 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 pew, and aliens. Right when it comes down to it, people like to harp on about how good or bad any of those films are, but. It's just aliens and, and space fights. Star Trek tries to be something a little bit more different. It tries to be a bit more intelligent in its science fiction. And most of the episodes are about these kind of philosophical debates about good and bad and right and wrong and how we treat other, in this case, species, but races, sexes. It deals with issues of you know what the future might be like politics, all of these kind of things. Star Trek The Game features none of that intelligence. It is purely about the Enterprise fighting uh, 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 an evil race of lizard people who come and just want to destroy everything. It's action, 
without wait, wait, any wait. intelligence. Is there a good species of lizard people? Or are there good lizard people out there? Because when I think of lizard people, I always think they were up to no good. Yeah, I think, uh, what was that, that old TV show, V? I think that pretty much ruined <laughs> yeah, it for yeah. lizard people from then on. Uh, yes, so, I mean, most of the game, is, uh, it's a co-op game, so you can play uh, with two people. I played with uh, my G-Task partner, uh, Legohead1977, who's now in the community uh, and chatting away, and we've actually had a few conversations about this game. Uh, we played through the whole thing in co-op, uh, and it was quite an experience. We played as uh, Spock and Kirk and shot our way through hundreds and hundreds of lizard folk uh and really not much more to say about it it's just how did the uh online hold up was that not one of the buggy things or did you have issues with drops and things of that nature surprisingly well i think we dropped out maybe two or three times throughout the whole course of the game which judging how bad the rest of it was wasn't so bad our main concern was whether or not the achievements would pop because some of them are marked as buggy uh, and it seems like depending on what order you play the game in, as in whether you play single player, co-op, and what difficulty you play it in, there's a risk that you might not unlock the rel- related achievements for doing that. But we played on easy in co-op. We didn't touch single player. We didn't touch any other difficulty. And we managed to get the completing the game achievements the co- completing the whole game in co-op achievement and also all of the relative uh, collectibles of which there are many uh, scanning weapons scanning baddies scanning tribbles uh, and also collecting data logs and all of the usual crap that you find in these kind of games that somehow is supposed to add something but actually adds nothing because there is no story to add to in the first place um so we we were actually quite lucky in that regard um where it really falls down is just how clunky everything is the movement is really bad and jarring so uh it's a cover based shooter uh so a lot of it is about hitting b to snap to cover unfortunately b is also like a dodge or a roll move so more often than not you find yourself rolling away from cover into the line of fire instead of rolling into cover and snapping <laughs> to it. So many times I would just roll directly into uh, the the face of a lizard person as he shot me. Shot me. Uh, also, it, it it has the worst sort of animation I think I've ever seen. And you've played this, uh, Michelle. I can't. Remember, I don't know if you remember this, but for me it's quite memorable. But whenever they jump, uh, it just looks really, really weird and awkward. Like no human person would jump like that. They're kind of they yeah. kind of their arms kind of hang off to the side and then they kind of jump with their lower their lower legs yeah, uh, it the, looked like they, turtle quest yeah it looked like they had <laughs> removed like 80 percent of the frames of animation and it just sort of like if i recall correctly, like the knees kind of bend up and nothing else really happens and then yeah, they exactly. bend down it's very strange yeah and, and for uh, a game that had the budget it did clearly that's what's so weird that's what's so weird Where's where did all the money gone? And uh, like, there's these bits where they're cli- uh, there's the uh, beam walking sections, right? You see this a lot in these types of games where there's a, an impassable section, but luckily there's a beam that's just so happened to fall across the the chasm you need to go across, and you have to balance across it. And the animation for them balancing has them swinging their arms 
like they're like they're monkeys like on the beams and I, I haven't done too much balancing but when I was a kid I'm pretty sure that you hold your arms out as straight as possible and try and, and keep them balanced you don't swing them wildly from side to side maybe it's different in space yeah maybe. it's true that's, that's, it's gravity that's, that's possible <laughs> yeah and so, just like other weird awkward stuff so like um you're equipped with a pistol but you can also pick up a bigger gun like a rifle and there's lots of guns to choose from but if yeah, you're going to ask you about those uh, guns because it looks like there's a ton of achievements related oh, to yeah, that yeah. you just kind of bypass so what's going on with that why why did you not go back and get those it's, well, actually uh, before you give those specifics why don't you talk a little bit because you started this month with nothing in the game correct so you and lego mm. went in blind or not this month but this around between segments uh so where did you start at and then i i actually thought the same thing that elroy did i'm curious why you didn't get those achievements that seem like the ones that you can easily go back and kind of pick yeah, off so some of them say like takes 15 minutes takes yeah. 10 minutes so what's your achievement journey been like with star trek uh so i got uh so i started with nothing as you said and i've ended up with 29 of the 49 so about 60 percent of the achievements 740 gamer score and 1885 TA. Uh, I am still cracking away at those uh, weapon achievements. So yeah, every single weapon has a grindy achievement attached to it. Kill 20 enemies, kill 50 enemies, kill 100 enemies with each weapon. And I haven't gone back to it just because I can't be asked. we, we, well, each we, one of them has a has a guide. It looks yeah. like, and it gives you pretty explicit directions. So we, we powered through the story. We did the story. We powered through it. We got all the collectibles. Uh, we also got all the commendations, which are like side objectives uh, that you complete during the missions. So, like, you have to do a section really stealthily or without killing any of the infected crew members uh, who were your friends. But, but, but just for clarity, these were all things you did with a guide, or did you? try to do some of the objectives on your own uh, were all the collectibles also through guides i had a guide open for purely collectibles and commendations so uh, we didn't want to miss any collectibles you can do chapter select but because of the buggy nature of the game we didn't want to risk jumping around chapters too much so we tried to get as many as we could along the way even doing that we did miss one or two and have to go back and the commendation, similarly, that one is one of the buggy ones. So ironically, uh, or strangely enough, one of the highest ratio achievements is for collecting half of the commendations. Uh, collecting all of the commendations is actually a lower ratio. So more people have got all of them than have got half of them uh, because of how buggy it is. So, <laughs> wow. yeah. So, uh, yeah, we didn't want to risk that. So we, we did follow guides for that, broadly okay, speaking. In co-op, did both of you have to collect those things independently? Or when one of you grabbed it, it tracked for both of you? No. So this is one of the great things about this game, which is why someone like yourself or uh, L would like playing it, is because actually it's very fair in that it has online co-op and everything unlocks for both players. So if one of us got the collectibles, then we both had to find them. We both had to collect them, but uh, there wasn't any kind of separate playthroughs or anything like that. That's awesome. That's always a, a good deal in a co-op game. But unfortunately, this Star Trek had a lot to 
yeah. uh, look past if that was going to be a, a you know shining point for you. Yeah, and as well as all of the kind of bad combat and, and cover based shooting, there's also the kind of requisite mini games, uh, a lot of hacking, especially, uh, which is just like these silly arbitrary puzzles that are very poorly thought through. Uh, there's matching games. There's a game where you have to kind of do a radio signal and it's a co-op uh, activity. So each side, each one of you starts the hacking and you control using your thumbstick where the radio wave goes. So if you move it up, it gets bigger. If you move it down, it gets smaller. And if you move it left or right, it gets wider or narrower. And then your partner has to try and match you so that you both are on the same kind of radio wave. Uh, Unfortunately, the person on the right has to do it within a very, very, very small area of detection. And my controller has terrible stick drift. Oh, no. So... uh, (laughs) Whenever I tried to take the right side of the hacking, where this small area, I would just constantly be drifting out of the little circle and it would take ages. So whenever we saw one of those, I would always take the left side because the right side was pretty much impossible. It's good to know. There's also random flying sections. So uh, there's occasional moments where Kirk and Spock just get bored, I guess, on the Enterprise and decide to go for a little fly into space with their jetpacks. Uh, usually from one ship to another because, you know... I thought they had, like, little beams that did that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why teleport when you can fly your jetpack from one ship to another? Hmm. Yes, it's true. Yeah, and and those are really uh, poorly done as well. So, you know, uh, memorably, we'd be flying on our jetpacks and I would see uh, Kirk, because I was always Spock, I would see Kirk just flying around all over the place around me. Uh, you know, into objects, around objects, uh, just because <laughs> just the, the mechanics were just awful for the flying. Well, the, the game apparently is not too hard because uh, I see that uh, you didn't get the one for reviving your teammate 20 times. So uh, was it pretty easy on easy then? Uh, or was that just glitched? Because of- no. So I am a bit of a big L when it comes to these kind of things. Uh, and... I may not have got it. You don't have, have to it. say anymore. I, I understand what you mean. <laughs> so I it's may okay. not have got it, but I think that Lego had probably did get it, if that makes sense. <laughs> uh, I was being I revived plenty of times. But that's mostly because I get very impatient with uh, cover-based shooters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like to do a Leroy Jenkins and just run straight in there and probably get shot. <laughs> now, I see one of the achievements that you didn't get was one to get through a certain portion of the game without uh the the shield integrity going down below 85 percent i very vaguely remember getting there because i don't think it's too deep in the game and i remember after we got through it thinking there's no way anyone's doing that and it looks like it's the highest ratio in the game was there anything about that scene like is that something you think you might go back to was it close I, i just have vague memories of that being a real pain yeah, so uh, it's it's just one random segment about a third of the way through the game where you have a space battle. It's the only one of its kind. It was just, I guess, just thrown in because, you know, it's a Star Trek game. You've got to have a space battle at some point. And uh, you control the guns of the Enterprise and also the shields. And you can shoot at what's coming at you, but you can't really see it. Uh, or you can deploy shields 
which you have to do because these things kind of latch onto the enterprise and they suck the health of the enterprise away. Uh, we only realized that after a multiple attempts failing consistently. So not only were we not getting 85%, but we were, we were falling below zero and dying. And it's because we were looking out for things that were flying around to shoot without realizing there were these things like slugs sucking the life of the enterprise. And the thing to do is to deploy your shield at just the right moment so that you get them as they latch on, but before they take any health away. Uh, I think if you can time that properly, whilst also shooting at things that are coming at you, it's maybe doable, but I think it is quite tricky. We didn't attempt it properly. Uh, So after being annoyed at dying and then figuring out how to do it, we just did it and moved on. Uh, but we will definitely be coming back to it. Lego Head is a completionist by trade. So oh. he's not going to let me get away with <laughs> my 60% completion. He will be calling me back in for, uh, you know, the rest we could do single player. There's no more co-op needed. Uh, but to be honest, I'd, I'd like him to carry me through anyway. So that's fine. Well, that, that achievement has quite the guy. I mean, it's like several pages long. And then at the <laughs> bottom, there's some comments. And I like the comment by I am Kamakura. It says, I hate this achievement with every fiber of my being. So there you go. That's uh, yeah. good luck with I'm that looking one. Forward to it. <laughs> there are some videos. And I think if you pretty much just follow the videos step by step, you're probably okay. Because it is pretty much a scripted sequence. Oh, okay. Uh, so I think you just have to get the timing can, can right. You pause? Uh, you, you can pause it uh, and also I think it's in two sections so if you get to a checkpoint with a certain amount of health then you know you've, you've made a decent dent in it uh, as long as you can then maintain the health in the second section uh, I, I, yeah I'll give it a try I'll report back and, and say how we did at some point uh, there is one final thing I want to say on this uh, on the kind of weird clunky cheap animation side of things which was, uh, it's kind of, so Prue mentioned this when I mentioned it in the Discord, is that Star Trek is part of the originator of of slash fiction. Are you guys familiar with slash fiction? Uh, Crickets here. uh, I defer defer to the librarian. So it's a a form of of fan fiction, uh, but on uh, on the saucy side of things, let's say. Uh, interpersonal attractions and sexual relationships between fictional characters of the same sex. Uh, So Star Trek the game has maybe some unintentional things that really play into that. And it's possible that they knew that because of the uh, fan base of uh, Kirk and Spock's slash fiction relationship. But there are some very, uh, well, Lego and I called them sexy door animations. (laughs) <laughs> so, so, so you mean are, like those loading screens that they they like just program yeah. in you know yeah. both people opening up a door for 30 seconds so you don't realize oh, that it's yeah. loading until the 15th time you've seen it so in these sections uh there the, the are these doors we have to pry them open okay and there are some where you each take uh, a separate half of the door and pull them apart you know separately uh which is fine N- not sexy uh, but there are some where one of you will kind of hold the door open and then the other one will kind of squeeze into the door and push it to allow enough of a gap to allow the first person to then kind of 
squeeze his way in and kind of idle through uh, <laughs> so that you're kind of sandwiched between the other player and the door. And it's kind of done in this kind of slow... You, you could basically put bap wow wow uh, <laughs> in the soundtrack behind the door. And how often uh, did you? I'd say there's probably a dozen or so of them in the game. Uh, and every time you could tell it was going to happen because of the uh, the position that mm -hmm. the first player would get in, which is legs as far wide as possible uh, straddled. And when we saw one of those, we'd yell out, sexy door, sexy door. <laughs> uh, and I even recorded one on my uh, phone because unfortunately there's no game capture <laughs> on non-backwards compatible games. I assume that's going straight to the... Oh, Discord. it's on there, it's on there. I, I, I can't remember oh, which okay. channel it was. A while. It was a week or two ago well, that I posted well, once it. This but hits the podcast uh proper we can throw that into podcast discussion yeah and I'm, i might put, sure. I might put yeah. the soundtrack in there though in the background the sound. <laughs> so uh, some the, editing the, magic you can put some uh, brown chicken brown cow in there <laughs> so, the sexiest uh, animals on the farm man so all right well i i think that's uh Unless you got anything, any other sexy tidbits on this uh, game. Well, uh, I'm again. curious before we wrap up what your total achievement gains were from it. I know you kind of mentioned it earlier in passing, but just kind of sum it all up. Uh, your achievements, your gamer score, your TA. Uh, so I got 29 achievements, 740 game score, and nearly 1900 TA. Which isn't too bad, I'd say. That's, that's a real Gains. solid <laughs> 50, piece of work. Yeah. 59%. So... Um, yeah, not bad, man. Nicely done. Yeah, it's a it's a shame you uh, couldn't have gotten all those achievements and won a certain competition you were in, but that's neither here nor there. So, <laughs> so that leads us into our next one with uh, uh, M. So the game that uh, you chose uh, for this uh, time interval is one that is described by the top review, and I like this. It is described as this game reeks of old onion and new car. So I there you go. I I I don't know what? <laughs> I don't know it's the top review old for old onion and new car. I wonder when the review was posted. So the game I played was Conflict Denied Ops. It is a first person shooter game that was released on the 360 back in 2008. When I was researching a little bit about you know, getting ready to talk about it today. I learned that this is actually the fifth entry in the conflict series and was supposed to come out under a different title, but they decided to kind of go back to the branding. And I don't know, are, are you guys familiar with these, this particular entry of games? Cause that was news to me when I looked it up. Never heard of them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. all right, fair enough. So I explained last time we were all together that I have played conflict previously Conflict Denied Ops is probably most notable amongst achievement hunters for having one of those uh, online achievements that requires you to have 16 players online at once. And then you have to get the top score, I think, at the end of, of a game with all 16 player slots being filled. So you'll occasionally see a big boosting session for this game come up on TA. And this was one of those 2012 entries onto my gamer tag because I was in GTASK that year and uh, MP games were all the rage. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it, it happened. It happened. I, I, you know, <laughs> but at least with this game, we we did the MP. We made we got all of the MP done actually. So the multiplayer was not an issue. I don't recall it taking too long. It is decent ratio stuff. So after finishing the multiplayer, sometime 
after that, myself and uh, Toad Style Venom, aka Stan, decided we would try to go through the game together in co-op. And I just to reiterate what I had said last time around about conflict, we have played it in co-op. But the issue when you play co-op in conflict is it's not as nice as it is when you're playing Star Trek. For all of Star Trek's troubles, you logged on, you were able to actually get in, play the game together. I imagine things like checkpoints counted. In conflict, when both players die, you get kicked to the lobby and you have to start the whole level over. It makes it very trying. And even dropping it down on easy, occasionally some enemies rush you and you die a lot. So when I went into it, I was skeptical I would get much done because I wasn't expecting to enjoy any part of it. But the game plays very differently offline than it does on Xbox Live. It is a very standard third-person shooter with nothing super... I'm sorry, first-person shooter with nothing super exciting attached to it. One thing I did read was that the game came out before there were really accepted cover mechanics in first-person shooters, because my initial thought was, well, Gears of War came out earlier, but first-person shooters didn't really do a lot of cover things, so this game has a lean system. So in conflict, when you're in a doorway, you can press left on the D-pad or right on the D-pad, and you'll kind of just peek out a little bit. Uh, But I have to say, I didn't hate what I was playing. Like, it was... (laughs) I, for, that, that's not exactly a glowing review. I, I'm not trying to give it a glowing review because there's a reason no. the game has a 1.98 overall <laughs> rating on True hate, Achievements. I didn't hate it. There you go. But I think my expectations may have been so low that it sufficiently exceeded them. So I was having a, a good time with it. The game is built for co-op, which is why it's so disappointing that the co-op online is so terrible. But there are two main characters in the game, Graves and Lang. Uh, Graves is a some kind of military personnel. Lang is FBI. They have sort of kind of cringy buddy bro dialogue that oh, was like all the rage in 2008, but you hear it now. And, and so Graves is a, a white guy from Atlanta. Or I'm sorry, Graves is, as Lang says, um, a redneck from Atlanta. And Lang is self-described as a brother from Miami. <laughs> and frequently... <laughs> The dialogue sort of hinges around this sort of thing, you know, calling him a redneck, calling this guy's son and getting this one frustrated. But as the game goes on, they soften toward each other. Um, there's really terrible scripting at points because Graves is supposed to be this hardened soldier. So he says lines like, um, it's not the blood on your hand, it's the gravel in your guts. I'm not <laughs> sure what that means. Or I could shoot the wing off a fruit fly at 200 yards. All right, cool story, bro. <laughs> cool story, bro. I, I think uh, uh, Chewie should use that one uh, voice of his to uh, to say those lines. Uh, I forget what game that was from way back. Oh, I don't Max know. Payne voice. Oh, yes. Yes, <laughs> yes well, yeah. we got a soundboard you saying yeah. it's the gravel in your guts it's in the your Max in Payne. Your guts. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Uh, when you play the game online, the, the campaign sort of moves linearly linearly the game starts in venezuela there's this whole thing about some venezuelan despot trying to get weapons and after the first mission when you're playing offline you have branching choices so you can choose this one set of missions around this guy named atangwe who's in africa and he's the middleman getting 
weapons from point A to point B. And then you can go to this guy, Morchenko, who's the one with the weapons. And then you eventually loop back around to General Ramirez's storyline. So there's stuff happening. Like I was honestly, as I was playing it, I'm just like, all right, I'm not really focusing on these things. So I'm just trying to get through it. But I found myself paying attention. One major negative, though, is the game has zero subtitles. So for a game where a lot of people are putting on accents they definitely don't use in real life, it was frequently <laughs> hard to understand exactly what was being said without the volume being turned way up. Wait, did you have more trouble understanding the redneck from Atlanta or the brother from Miami? Definitely the redneck from Atlanta. Because he speaks like he's talking through his teeth. You know? <laughs> but like again the dialogue decisions are, are just it's so it's it's very of the era like if you wanted to play a game that that says this is what a you know a, um a bro, bro shooter game. in yeah. 2008 looked like th- there's one part where because um lang is is the one that's trying to kind of lighten the scene sometimes and graves is again this soldier who you know his partner died in some other mission and stuff and and Lang, uh, sorry, Graves cracks a joke and Lang goes, ha, huh, I'm growing on you. That's a joke. That's a joke, right? And Lang, uh, Graves says in his most surly, yeah, you're growing on me like crotch rot. <laughs> this is nice. the dialogue. <laughs> so, oh, man, this, this, sounds like, this sounds like a poor man's version of Army of Two without the panda rape or something. That is literally where my mind was going. That's where I was heading with all this. Yeah. That was exactly what my thing was. So if you're yeah. hearing any of this and it sounds like, you know what? It's terrible, but it might still be intriguing. Just play Army of Two. Uh, like even in terms of the characters control differently graves is a sniper so he has a sniper rifle and does all of those sorts of things lang uses uh an lmg so he's the guy that charges in and and does it and they play very distinctly so that's interesting in its own way because sometimes you want to sit back and sometimes you want to fire ahead you have commands where you will command the other character to guard someone or to go run ahead with you so all this is to say i did not mind conflict denied ops. Like I would not recommend it for everybody. I wouldn't recommend it to anybody, really. It's a non-backwards <laughs> compatible title. It has a 16-player multiplayer achievement that will be a pain to coordinate at this point. But insofar as third-person shooters from 12 years ago go, it's not bad. So on the, on the multiplayer, the 16 one, you mm-hmm. said. Um, so is there like uh, eight graves and eight of the other dude or is there like a a, a hooker from reno a, <laughs> a, you know a trash man from detroit or something i mean what what is there 16 characters or is this what's what's going on there i got this achievement eight and a half years ago or hmm. seven and a half years ago i honestly have no, no idea i don't remember at this point uh couldn't tell you because once we got through that the stuff that we needed in there we bounced pretty quickly from it so it it was literally just there are good guides for how to get things quickly in the multiplayer. And they're all things that are around a three ratio or more. So mm-hmm. that was pretty common. You just jump in, get that stuff and jump out. <laughs> Maybe it's seven relatives of the redneck and then seven of the, it's, it's the brother. Very thing. possible. So yeah. I, I see uh, there are four difficulty stacks available here. Mm-hmm. Extreme, hard, normal and easy of which you have a total of, Zero. <laughs> Correct. So did not actually complete the campaign. So I was, what did you do well, this month? <laughs> I, I was working on it. I procrastinated because that's what I do. 
uh, I'm on the next to last level, actually, and I just dropped it on to easy because I just wanted to get through it. And the achievement list is another one of these things where, well, it's not bad. There are those multiplayer achievements, which are a pain, but the rest of the achievements are kind of for typical shooter achievements, like kill 10 enemies with a grenade in one level or get 50 kills with 50% accuracy. But each level has a level-specific achievement that you can unlock for meeting certain conditions. So there are no achievements attached to just finishing a level. So the only storyline achievement, I think, is the just for finishing the game. Mm. So mm. when I was going through the game, I would just look at TA, see what the unlock condition was, and I would do my best to meet that unlock condition. And I, I got all but, I think, two of the ones for the stages that I had completed. And I do intend to go through and wrap up the rest of the campaign because I'm pretty close to that. But the achievement list is actually pretty fun, like things that you have to think about with like rescue these four guys. So you have to be a little stealthy instead of just running in guns blazing. It made you approach the game differently. So I can always appreciate when they throw that kind of thing on an achievement list. So what were your your gains over this, uh, this second uh, run at it? Uh, so eight years passed. <laughs> so and, uh, how'd I, you do? I earned 11 achievements. They were each worth a whopping 10 gamer score. So I earned 110 oh, gamer score. <laughs> and this is awful. well, it's, it's progress. Actually, the achievements I got in this <laughs> game got me back up above 75%, which is always kind of my achievement line that I want to be at. So it's progress. And uh, they're worth 260 TA. So everything was worth around that uh, two ratio mark. Mm-hmm. That's not too bad, I guess. And were you playing in co op or was it single pair? No, I was playing single player because because right now I'm not playing couch co-op. Although with this game, you probably could conceivably just plug in a second controller and leave the other guy at the start of the game. And then it just run him at the end when you get to the landing zone to finish the level. That frequently happens naturally anyway, because for whatever reason, whenever your characters start together, the character you're not playing as tends to stay put. So there were many times in the game where I'm like, all right, this isn't so bad. When you get downed, you just you can either press and hold left trigger to summon the other character over to you to heal you, or you can press the B button, and that'll bring you to the other character who you then take control of. And there were many times where I'd press the B button to take control, and the camera would pan all the way back out to the very first part of the level, because they hadn't moved. You have four minutes to revive your partner before the game times out, and I never even came close to running out of that time. So I think in regular co-op, it would probably be fine, but I haven't been able to play it that way. And the online co-op, I just, I wouldn't recommend because the way it treats the lobby system, both players going down, resulting in no checkpoints, no midpoint to start from is terrible. And the other thing when you're playing solo is you can save everywhere. So there's one achievement where you have to listen to four conversations. So you're, again, sneaking around and you need to stop and listen to them having conversations. You can save the game after every single conversation. And if you mess up once, just reload the save. And that all happens pretty quickly. There aren't long loading screens you have to deal with. Can't do any of that online either. So I didn't go back to the online co-op because that was the only way I played it. And I would not recommend that. So, all right. Well, that's, uh, I guess, the the burning question I have is that you said it wasn't terrible. Uh, mm-hmm. It's It's clocking in at 1.98. So are you going to rate it? And if so, 
Are you going to bump it up closer to two or are you going to take the low road? I I would. I would give it a 2.5. It is solidly middle of the road. I I don't think it's offensive enough to be less than that, but it's obviously situational. If you're trying to play online co-op, it is like a 0.5 or less because it's practically unplayable. But if you're just trying to go through the campaign and experiencing that, it's completely competent. And the your AI is remarkably good. So even if you get down frequently, they're, they'll come and they'll pick you up. They'll take care of the enemies around you and things like that. So yeah, I'll bring up that rating just a little bit when I'm done with the campaign. Cool. All right. Well, well we've, that, we've spoken. Well, yeah. And uh, I think my research tells me that you actually played the lowest rated game amongst the three of us, which is somehow shocking. <laughs> so what did Indeed. you do? <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um, the uh, this game, let me tell you something. It has it has it all. It has all, everything you're looking for in a game. Actually, it has a lot of what y'all were talking about. Uh, I really like the top. I, I'm really big on these top game reviews. I'm not sure where the onions and the new cars were. Maybe it was the crotch rot from the last thing, but... Uh, the top review for my game, which has a 1.90 rating, is the headline is probably the least rewarding game I've played on Xbox. That's that's pretty good. Um, so uh, that's, this game oof. that sounds yeah. like a great uh, sequential <laughs> segment right? someday for you both to do the, the least rewarding <laughs> games you've played on Xbox. But I, I digress. There you go. <laughs> well, the game is Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer. So if you look at it on your Xbox app, it's a little confusing because it says F F four R O S S. Um, so I guess that's you know F four Ross is the uh, cool name for it. Now <laughs> this game uh, it has its uh, achievements broken down for, in the following way: it's got uh, two hundred points for levels and bosses. So if you beat all the levels, all the bosses, you'll get two hundred points. Uh, in addition to that, you will get either 120 points for doing it on normal mode, and then 160 points is on the second playthrough, which is called Fantastic Mode. Yeah. <laughs> See what they did there? Was fantastic. it fantastic? <laughs> oh, oh, I'll get there. Okay. <laughs> I'll get there, yeah. And then, uh, so there's two playthroughs you got to do. Uh, there's 180 collect uh, achievement point or gamer score for collectibles. Uh, I would suggest doing that on your first playthrough. Uh, and then there's 320 points from upgrading your characters, which there's an easy way to do that. I'll get two. And then there's just 20 random points for doing something that you could do in the first five minutes. Uh, so for the bean divers out there, if you really want to go with this one, yep, there you go. Just do that random uh, joint attack and you'll get your first achievement and then you can put it down and forget about it until it comes back to haunt you or whatever you do. I don't, I don't do that competition. I'm not really sure how it works. Now, um, I have it divided up and uh, talk about the graphics. So here you go. For the graphics, the Fantastic Four has the not fantastic color palette. Uh, they had three colors they basically used throughout the game. So the, all the stages were either uh, what I describe as poop brown uh, or dirty red or uninteresting blue. So it's going to be one of those three colors. And it just kind of is like this muddy mess in the background and you know i don't really care about the graphics since it's a you know it's a 360 game so you know if it all blends together in the background they put a little decorations on on the the walls and everything 
Uh, it normally wouldn't bother me, but see, there's a problem here. The problem is, is that there's these collectibles in this game. So there's ones that are called Fantastic Fours. They're like these little floating numbers, and they're always on the ground. Uh, and basically, you just walk up to them, and you collect them. Uh, and then there's these ones called Doom Spy Bots. Uh, so these Doom Spy Bots. Oh, boy. So Doom Spy Bots... Uh, in comparison to what the character actually, like the size of the character on the screen, the Doom Spybot is probably the size of maybe a golf ball, maybe a little bigger, maybe maybe a tennis ball. So it's like this little ball that is blackish gray. Now, when you have muddy, dirty background colors and these are hidden on the walls, that does not make for something that is very easy to find. And so you... I went through the walkthrough, and I used the walkthrough to find everything. And it was telling me exactly where to look, and I still had... It took forever to find these things because it all blended in in the background. So that was the first frustrating well, thing about are, it. Are they things that you're supposed to destroy? Like, how do you engage with them? Because if they're on the wall, I take it they're like security cameras? Something to that effect? Uh, they're like little spy bots, so yeah, you like hit them, oh, okay. uh, I think. I, yeah, so you there's... Uh, well, there's four characters in the game. I guess I should explain that. There's four characters in the game that you can use. So you got the thing, which is, you know, the bro. He's like this big dude. He's buff. I, I'm not a, a superhero guy, so this may be uh, sound uh, a bit uh, rudimentary for those of you that are into that kind of thing. So you got the thing. He's a big rock dude. Uh, you got... Uh, some dude, a fireball inferno guy, then he can like turn into fire and he can like fly. And uh, I forget his name. And then there's a uh, Mr. Stretch. Uh, he like stretches out and he like, I that's can the one you use. hear all of our comic book fans <laughs> just exploding as they, I'm not going to correct you on anything because I can't wait okay, to hear well, people respond to this. <laughs> well, uh, I, I, it, I can't remember his name either, but I think it was Mr. Stretch. Just keep going. Sure. It, it's beautiful right. the way it is. Yeah. All right, so Mr. Stretch, he, like, like has really long, like, he can shoot his arms really high, and he can, like, make his legs really long and stuff. It's like he's made out of rubber or something. And so he hits most of them. So they're, like, high up on the wall. You have to use this one thing where he, like, like makes his legs really tall, and he, like, slaps it with his hand or something. Uh, and then there's the invisible woman lady. So uh, those are your four characters. You can switch between them. Each one has unique abilities. Uh, the one that I used the most was the bro rock, uh, rock bro, uh, either way, I guess, uh, the thing, I remember his name, the thing. And so he would smash the ground and that would, that's the attack you're going to use more than anything. You just smash them around and it's like Hulk smash and he like smashes the ground and, and anything in that radius uh, is destroyed. So since you can't see a damn thing on the wall, you just go around smashing around the, the base of the wall and it usually hits it. So I use that one. Some of them you can't reach like that. But anyway, so those were really annoying. Um, my favorite character in the game, however, was not any of those characters. It was actually one of the enemies. <laughs> and so after you played the first few stages, you go off to space. I could, I skipped as many cutscenes as they let me. I don't even know what the Silver Server was doing in this game. He was some silver guy, and he seemed like he was always locked up, and then you get out and you have to chase him. I don't know what was going on. I don't know anything about the plot. However, I do know you ended up in space, and when you're in space, there's this guy in there, and it was like a bad Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> impression. Uh, I 
think he said his name was Ivan. Uh, I, I went back and looked. Uh, I'm not sure if Red Ghost was his name or if that was somebody else. But anyway, it's this guy and he's in space. And so you, you see him for the first time. And I don't know who did the voice acting for the game, but it was awesome. And so he goes, and it sounds just like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's like, why are you here? And why are you hacking my data? And so <laughs> I love that part, man. That was my favorite part. And that was your takeaway? <laughs> yeah, that's all. The, that's the whole plot. I don't know. Uh, I, you ended up in space and you're hacking this poor guy's data. And, and uh, yeah, that was, that was my favorite part of the game. And... Uh, but I had to use a walkthrough on some parts. Not because the game is hard, but because I didn't know what the hell to do. I didn't know where to go. It doesn't tell you where to go. There's no arrows or anything like that. And everything looks the same. So literally, one part, I walked around for like 15 minutes. I couldn't figure out where the heck to go. And as you might guess, it, well, this is a sidebar, but when you're looking for uh, YouTube videos on games like this that are based on a movie, it's really difficult to find something because you get all the filters from the get from the actual movies so i it was difficult to find anything so finally i found some walkthrough of this game by a guy named casual gamer reed and judged by his other videos this is not somebody i would normally watch a youtube video of and he was not very good at the game but he did fumble around until he found what i needed to know which is Basically, there's this huge elevator, but you couldn't tell because of the freaking background because you couldn't tell it was an elevator. So I had to go stand on that, and then it's, it did something. So I had to go scrub through all his videos to find out where an elevator was, and that happened twice. So anyway, so thank you, Casual Gamer Reed, for uh, being the only person that has a walkthrough for this game on YouTube. Uh, and also it's, for... Is the oh, game kind of open world ish i just kind of assumed it no, was a linear no it's linear but you still don't know where to go because there's so <laughs> oh. many yeah Blowing endorsement some, yeah sometimes you have to go back and like backtrack to go find like you hit a switch on the wall and then you got to go back because it lowered like an electrical wall somewhere else and then there sometimes you have to do it so that you can uh hit get one of those spy bots or those little fours on the ground and and other times there's doors you can bust using the you know rock bros attack and it, it's just uh there's no direction in this game and there's only one checkpoint per stage and the stages are kind of long and so that takes me to my next part which was there the upgrades and walkthrough i'm gonna help you all out so if anybody actually wants to play this game i'm gonna help you out right now so the walkthrough was not by freeman uh, I, I'll just get that out right now. So, Frame, you're, you're clear here. But the walkthrough did say, uh, said after the first playthrough, you need to have 30,000 coins. And then uh, the reason being is then you can upgrade every character. So you, like, load up any stage and you upgrade, you know, Bro Rock and, um, you know, get all his stuff. And then you just reload it. So it doesn't save. And then you upgrade Mr. Stretch and then, you know, you know, it'll exit out. And then you upgrade the Invisible Woman. And so you do that for the four four characters, and that gets you the 320 points for upgrades. So I thought, okay, I'm going to have to beat the game and then go back and do that. Because that's what the walkthrough says, and I'm not one to deviate from the walkthrough. So, freaking military base level. I think this is where we left off at our last time we talked. Uh, is that I was on that stage, and it wasn't looking good for me. It wasn't looking good. And, and, and there was questions whether I would persevere, if you remember. I, I don't know if you remember that or not, but I said, this thing is killing me. It is 
It is wrecking havoc on me. And so there's these little turrets that have legs, and they're straight from hell. I, I don't know where. I, that's the only explanation explanation I have. That makes for sense. Good. Yeah, and they sit there and they just gun you down. Now it wouldn't be so bad except for your three AI teammates because the AI was probably not very good on this uh, game. And you mentioned Leroy Jenkins earlier. That's exactly what they do. So it's like it's like a bullet hell coming at you, and the, all three of those idiots are running towards it. <laughs> and so uh, they all get shot down because I didn't I haven't upgraded a single thing up to this point. So what you have to do. Don't do what I did. I played that. I probably made added on at least three hours to this game trying to get this stupid <laughs> stage beat. Because and if you quit after the checkpoint on the stage, it does not count. You have to get the whole stage beat before it allows you to save at the next stage. So don't think if you just guys you got to the halfway mark that you can quit out. I'll learn that lesson one night. I stayed up to like eleven o'clock getting to the checkpoint. I was like, oh, phew. and then I booted up the next day and I was back at start. So. There's your first tip. Second tip, don't wait till the end of the game to upgrade. Uh, like when you get to military base level, just play a few of the other levels real quick, get your 30,000 and upgrade the hell out of everybody and then go play military base level because that is the worst level, especially when you're completely upgrade or unupgraded. Uh, so and it's weird because it's called Arctic Explorer is the name of the achievement. It's only got a 1.51 ratio, but man, that is tough if you don't upgrade first. I, I found one little way to get around it. I used a second controller. So I used a second controller and I would hide him behind a door and then I'd just go in. I'd be one of the three idiots running in there and I'm just spamming my special attacks and I get shot down. And then uh, as long as one person's still alive, you can come back. Uh, and every once in a while, they, they, they hunt you down and kill you. But you can come back and then I would try to wreck as much havoc on them as I could and then they kill me again. And it was such a long process and I was sw like swapping between controllers. It was maddening. So don't do that. Get your upgrades and then go to the military base. And then once you beat the game, the game becomes so easy. Like you get all your upgrades and once you get all the collectibles, you can unlock this costume and it's not cosmetic. You put this costume on and you're like invincible. And so I don't know what's the significance of the costume, but you get it for, I think, finding all the collectibles. And you put it on and you just run right through the, the rest of the game. Like the, the fantastic mode, uh, it's super easy. Uh, everything's easy. And then the last thing I had to say was on the ending, there, uh, the ending, spoiler alert, Invisible Woman and Mr. Stretch get married. And I, th I just sat there and thought about all the jokes I can make about their wedding night. But that that's all I had. There you go. Well then. Final, fan fi Final Fantasy Fantasy Four. Final Fantastic Final, Four. Final Fantastic Four. <clears throat> uh, Rise of the Silver Guy. Yep. So there you go. So how long did the Fantastic um, difficulty playthrough take you since you were able to kind of just skate through it with invincibility oh gosh it was insane i mean you're just flying through the levels uh you lose all your upgrades but you still get the costume and you it like ups every stat you have and it, it probably took like an hour or well, not, not more than an hour. it's probably like two hours the first uh, playthrough probably took ooh, i don't know seven hours okay yeah, i mean it really cut in half um for me the first playthrough took a lot longer because of the stupid military days <laughs> god i hated that stage Whew. Well, at yeah. least it's done now. It you is done. Uh, oh, so mm -hmm. yeah, let me tell you about my gains on this. Man. Yeah, so that was my next question. I, 
Yeah, no, I started need, with nothing. We don't nothing. need to hear this. <laughs> I started with nothing. Nothing. <laughs> oh, gosh, sorry. I've been talking too much here. And I ended up with 1,000 gamer score. Woo. I earned 19 achievements, each with a 1.9 star. That might help me out in another competition. <laughs> uh, and I earned 16, uh, about 682 TA difference. So Very nice. Not, yeah. I think that's the first time I've completed my game, so there you go. That is awesome. Welcome to the club. Yeah, I was pretty proud of that one. Yeah, I, I it would have been so easy just to say I ain't doing this after the military base thing. Oh, that was so frustrating. So please, people, I'm telling you, if you play this game, upgrade before you tackle the military base. Oh, and also I missed one of the collectibles. Oh. So I actually had to go back through, but it wasn't difficult because I had all the costumes. Uh, so, or no, I had all the upgrades at that point. So, cost, um, and, collectibles carry between playthroughs. No, this is on the first playthrough. Oh, I missed okay. one. Oh, one of the little okay. fours on the ground. I couldn't find it. I I thought it was an error. It was on the last stage. Apparently, you have to hit like these switches on the uh, the rocket. There's like this big rocket, and you have to hit a switch on each level. And I did that, and, and then I couldn't find the door they were talking about, and I thought, well, maybe it's the top of this elevator. Nope, the top of the elevator was the end of the stage. So I missed that one, and then apparently I missed another one, or there's one that they're not sure if you can eat. Just make sure that you follow the walkthrough and get all of them first try so you don't have to go back through the whole freaking game on that. Doesn't this make you appreciate the difference between what an easy game was in 2007 and what an easy <laughs> game is now? <laughs> um. Appreciate, uh, it, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I'm so glad that I came onto the scene uh, when I did, and I didn't have to live through these dark days. Uh, although I, w- I still like the uh, red ghost Ivan guy with his, uh, you know, and his poor data that kept getting hacked, you know. So when you were, why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> New ringtone. Why are you hacking my data? <laughs> when, you were, when you were talking about following the uh, the YouTube video guides, it reminded me of. Uh, I I, uh, watched a few while I was doing Star Trek and also some of the other games that I've been playing and part of back-to-back. And it's made me really appreciate the the quality of screen captures uh, since people have been able to record these days. Mm -hmm. So going back to Mm -hmm. old YouTube video walkthroughs from like mid-2000s when people are literally recording something on their like iphone 2 or something like that off their screen and it's it's mm-hmm. wobbly and blurry and you can barely make out what's going on yeah, um, or if well you that go... was actually just the game on this one <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you go real far back and it's back when youtube allowed like only 10 minute videos so you're like mm-hmm. oh well this is fun it's in 873 parts yeah. <laughs> yeah. all right well that's about all i have on that game so um, I guess we should look ahead. So, what what are we tackling next? Um, uh, Chewy, what are you, what are you tackling next? Well, uh, we've been doing a lot of licensed properties recently, uh, so mm-hmm. I thought, you know what? Why not just do another licensed property? Uh, this time, I'm going into the world of of comic books and manga and anime uh, with Fist of the North. Sorry, Fist of the North Star. Ken's ah, rage. much better. Well done. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait I can't wait to hear what he's raging. Yeah, so th- this is made Maybe by the uh, this is made by the guys that do the Dynasty Warriors games. Mm. So what I believe it entails is <laughs> punching about 50,000 dudes directly in the face. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. No. Have you started that. this at all or is this a fresh 
palette for you? So I have started both it and the sequel, although it's not really a sequel. It's a sequel slash remake, uh, which I hope will I will also be playing uh, during the period. Uh, and I've got just a couple of achievements on each. So di- basically just dived it. All right. Awesome. What about you, Em? Which one are you uh, tackling this, this next time? So I was looking down my list of potential choices, and I realized a lot of them are sort of bland first or third person shooters. I kind of want to get away from that. And uh, other games on my list are games actually that Chewie's already covered, uh, namely Max Payne and um, mm-hmm. the game you covered this time out, Star Trek. So I wanted to still give those a little room to breathe. So what I was left with was a fine old wrestling game called TNA Impact. <laughs> so uh, there's- you, you had me. You had me at TNA. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they were hoping would work for everybody, but regrettably <laughs> for them. Uh, I started it. I have some of the online achievements. I've kind of dabbled in a little bit. Uh, right now, I have seven of the game's achievements for 115 gamer score and 256 true achievements. So it's a little more than a bean dive, but hoping to knock out a little more of it so we can get a little more out of the backlog. And uh, what about you, Elroy? Ah, for me... I'm engaged in a very, uh, very trying time right now. Um, I have not complained at all to certain individuals about a certain somebody with uh, three letters at, uh, or numbers at the end of their name that are all sevens. Uh, I am dancing a lot. And so uh, mine is Let's Cheer. Uh, it's the feel-good cheerleader sim- you know, simulator that's not a Rattleika game. So... Uh, I currently have a little bit left on it. There's one routine that I cannot seem to get five stars on, and then I need to do that with a hard routine. So hopefully I won't uh, just, you know, back down on this one. But uh, I've been working pretty diligently on it, especially as of late. Will you be wearing a cheerleader's outfit? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's Patreon. A and Patreon will there be fo- photos? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Patreon exclusive. There you are. <laughs> Uh, when we see. get around to doing our extra life stream, if you donate enough, Elroy will rock that cheerleader outfit and uh, oh, do this hard and routine. I know these ru- and I know these routines, too. Yeah. So. I think we can yep. make that happen. <laughs> uh, perfect. All right. Well, that's all the time we got. So uh, I guess uh, if you have any feedback, you know where to, uh, to, where to put it. If you have any... Uh, comments about uh, the games uh we'd love to hear it any games that you're working on we'd love to hear that as well so uh thank you uh chewy and, and M for joining me and uh we'll just see you next time on back to back see ya every month more and more games are released onto game pass some of them slip through the cracks <laughs> It's time for them to regain their time in the sun. It came from Game Pass. Hey, everybody. It's time for another episode of It Came From Game Pass. I am Devin, or Vulgar Latin, whichever you prefer. I'm here with Michelle. Hello, everyone. And uh, we are doing a recap of The Messenger, uh, which we played for a few weeks there. Uh, It is... Uh, well, it was released pretty soon onto Game Pass, like uh, within the last couple months or so. It is a platforming game uh, that turns into not a platforming game, but we'll go over that in a bit. Uh, Michelle, what did you think of The Messenger? Let's just 
go right into it. Well, that's a great question. So as you alluded to, The Messenger is a game of uh, two genres, specifically platformer emulating Ninja Gaiden and platformers of that nature at the beginning, and then switching at about the halfway point, probably a little less than halfway point, to a Metroidvania, where you have a map and you can go back and you can do exploration and all of that sort of stuff. My experience with The Messenger was pretty much like this. We started the game and I enjoyed it well enough. I don't necessarily do too much platforming games like I do some and I grew up on them, but I was terrible at Ninja Gaiden, so I'm scarred for life. And I think that's similar for a lot of us. And then it became Metroidvania and I felt a little lost. And I was like, oh, well, the story was awesome. Loved it. But now what do I do? I went and got a hint from my brother who loves the messenger. And I kept falling more and more in love with the messenger with every time I jumped back into it. Like every experience got better and better throughout for me. But I think your experience was a little different, huh? Yeah. So I loved the messenger right up into the point where I didn't, um, which was the point where it became a Metroidvania. I've played Metroidvanias before and I like them fair enough. Um, But this specific one for whatever reason i think it was the lack of direction but more i think it was the format of the stream that made it difficult for me uh in the long run because we were doing this or at least i wasn't playing in between the tuesday streams. so every tuesday i would play a different portion of it and i forgot all of the different things that it was telling you that helps you out when it becomes a metroidvania in the middle so they give you a well, just go find the things. And I was like, I don't remember any of this at mm. all. And I was trying to find stuff and quickly got frustrated and just kind of washed out. Uh, I still really enjoyed the parts that I played, though, and would recommend it. But I'd recommend doing it as a single thing that you're doing. Yeah, I agree very much with that point, because as I said before, I did hit that point where I got lost too. So from my gameplay experience, it was essentially the same. I was not the person playing on stream for the first three weeks. So Devin would play and then I would catch up so that when it was Devin's turn to play again, at least I had already been there. And I remember pretty distinctly before the second stream, I'm like, Devin, remember the hookshot is B. And you're like, oh, because that hookshot's important. You're going to need that throughout the game. And if you forget that as a gameplay mechanic, it's going to hamper you. And uh, I completely agree that that is probably my biggest. Well, I have one other takeaway from the game that's a negative takeaway, but I'll get there in a second. Play it all the way through. It's not like Batman. Like if you've ever played Batman Arkham Asylum or Batman Arkham City, you cannot take a break from that game because you'll forget the controls. They're rather complicated in order to play the game well you you need to have that fluidity when you're playing the messenger is not like that at all the game is simple to play controls well you'll remember all that stuff easy enough the issue is that once you hit the metroidvania part part, the game naturally gives you sort of vague clues of where to go and if you just haven't played it recently you're just not going to remember what those vague clues mean now once it's pointed out to you you go oh right that's what the hungry botanists are. And I won't say what, because I don't want to spoil it for anyone listening who hasn't played it. But if you're not right there in the minute, you're not going to remember. And and I I can definitely see why that tripped you up when you got there. Yeah. And yeah, you alluded to that. I made a boss way harder on myself Mm -hmm. because I forgot of the existence of the hookshot and I beat him without it, um, which made it way more difficult than it needed to be. Yeah. It's, 
so yeah, just play it straight through. the The format kind of uh, kind of ruined the experience, I think, for me. Because the farther and farther away that I get, the farther and the less and less likely it's going to be that I'm going to go back to it. But the things that I did like, I liked the platforming nature of it. I thought it was a very solid, old school platformer in a lot of the same vibes. It was hitting a lot of the things I liked uh, in that genre. Kind of like the Curse of the Moon, Shovel Knight, kind of inspired sort of deals. These are games I'd lump in with that. I liked that. I thought the writing was some of the best parts of the game that you get. So every time you can do upgrades and you talk to the shopkeeper and the shopkeeper is delightful. Uh, I highly recommend messing with the shopkeeper. Um, You'll get some special dialogues. Uh, Do that. It's great. And well, that actually speaks to like one thing about the game that I wish was a little more consistent throughout the game is that shopkeeper because the shopkeeper is is great. And when you hit the Metroidvania part of the game, because it very much embraces being a Metroidvania, the shopkeeper kind of isn't as present and he gets there eventually. You do wind up coming back to the shopkeeper. But as you play through the game initially, every time you enter a new area, he has a story to tell you about the area. And then he tells you something about the boss of the area. And then there are stories. And there's just not as much of that through the second half of the game because they really clearly poured resources into developing that map and the extra areas you have to go through so that you can then get to the game's end stages. Yeah, and I I didn't complete it. So I guess that's uh, I'll go out and say it. I am a failure of uh, completing that part. Uh, I got uh, 22, I think, of the game's 40-some-odd achievements. Um, done about half. or There's 1250 because there's DLC for free. Right. So let's dive into the achievements just a little bit. So the game has 48 achievements total. Uh, the game. The, so the DLC for the game is called Picnic Panic. So the Messenger Picnic Panic. And it's basically two extra Metroidvania levels. So you didn't play the the DLC at all, right? Not at all. I did not get very far into Metroidvaniaing. Okay. And I, I'm mostly sure you actually can't access the DLC until you finish the game. Uh, for those of you who are curious, in the innkeeper uh, shopkeeper shop, there is something you can access and that will allow you to access the DLC. You can start the DLC before you finish the game because there is one achievement attached to the DLC that you can do toward the end game, but the rest of the actual gameplay you can't do. And once again, it's two Metroidvania style levels. Within those Metroidvania style levels, there are five collectibles you have to pick up. It is funny and and interesting and the the game sort of redevelops its self-referential self. I don't really think we got to go into that, but one of the things that's so charming about the shopkeeper is he has all those wink, wink, nudge, nudge moments to the whole game's development. I don't remember exactly, but there were some really good lines there. Like the fact that he calls it a grappling hook instead of a mm-hmm. hook shot, but recognizes that everyone's just going to call it a hook shot everywhere. anyway. So whatever. Right. right. So the, he does all that again more in the DLC. And, and there's a whole joke in the game about uh, money sink. So I won't tell you exactly what the joke is, but it's there and it's kind of framed in the DLC. So you won't get that till later. Uh, the game's achievement list I thought was actually pretty good. Uh, I don't know if you felt the same way because you didn't go through quite as much of the game, but it rewards you for story progression. It rewards you as you get into new areas. There are collectibles called seals that you can acquire by 
getting through these rooms that contain the seals. And once you get them all, you, there are achievements for that. There are a handful of missables. So if trying to do a game in one run is important to you, be aware of the missables because there's at least one missable that you got that I missed. Uh, well, yeah, there, and there's one that you got that I missed. So uh, Michelle made it up to a specific boss uh, without dying in the platforming part, uh, which I didn't do because I was doing it straight as a stream. So sometimes I just died. And then I did a specific action. And when I say annoy the shopkeeper, I do mean that. I'm not going to go into why you want to do that, but there is specific things you can do to annoy the shopkeeper. There's three of them. When you do those things, you'll get an achievement for doing it. It's absolutely worth it too. I, I'm actually upset that I missed that one achievement because it means I missed some of the shopkeeper's dialogue. I finished the game with 45 of its 48 achievements. I don't believe I'm going to get two of those three achievements that I'm missing because they both involve something more skill-based. And I'm just not sure if I want to frustrate myself because my final impression of the game is so positive and I don't want the achievements to change that. But the last one, that one that Devin got that I didn't, I, I think I'm going to take the effort to you know play the three or four hours into the game I need to play to get there just to see what I missed. Yeah, and I'm I'm debating going back and playing through as a one whole session, um, but the big problem is I have to go back through the whole game uh, and mm -hmm. do it again. Though the parts that I did, I really enjoyed that part of platforming. The platforming is so solid for for me. I I enjoyed that that part. I felt like they nailed a lot of the level design. Yeah, the actually though my only other complaint, which I mentioned briefly earlier, is that the walls for my liking, are just a little too sticky. If you've played games that have a double jump mechanic or a wall jump mechanic, typically you kind of have to push into the wall a little bit and then your character latches. The messenger is made of Velcro and the wall is made of the other side of Velcro that makes it super sticky. And every time you even come close to a wall, you'll stick to it, which sometimes kind of broke up the rhythm of where I was jumping around. But outside of that, the controls are exceptionally responsive and it's always a good deal in a platformer if it does everything you expect it to when you go ahead and press the buttons you're pressing yeah i very rarely felt like uh, i was losing because of the game or anything like that it was mostly just me making mistakes and and having to learn and deal with those um yeah and a lot of a lot of good stuff there uh, a lot of great platforming and you'll make a lot of mistakes. And and even the platforming isn't all one type. You do get the general type, which is the Ninja Gaiden inspired. But the Tower of Time is a little bit more high paced. You got to get through these things quickly, almost like playing. Uh, oh, gosh, I'm going to pick the wrong Mega Man stage. Quick Man, Cut Man, the one with the lasers in Mega Man one where you have to move through it quickly. I believe that one was Flash Man. Flash Man. Yeah, it's been uh, 30 years. <laughs> um, but yeah, it. It involves that kind of platforming and it does it very well because the mistakes you make are your own. They're not mistakes based on poor programming. The game's completion time, if you're looking to complete the messenger, TA recommends or TA su suggests that it's 12 to 15 hours without the DLC. My total runtime for the game when I finished it at 45 or 48 achievements was tw exactly 20 hours. So your mileage may vary on that. It is one of those games like many Metroidvania and platformer style games that once you've been it through it once, your second approach is going to be much faster because you just know where to go and you're familiar with what things do. What did you think of Cloud Step, by the way, as the double jump? I uh, I liked that once I got the hang of it. 
once you get the hang of it, you can start doing things or comboing things in very fun ways. Uh, I like to use the cloud step because anytime... So the way the cloud step works is you could hit and then jump. Uh, it reminded me of that one terrible Sean William Scott movie called Bulletproof Monk where they just kind of step on the air and jump again. Anytime they hit, they jump again. It doesn't matter where you are on that jump cycle. So I used it a lot in bosses. So there's specific bosses where you could hit and just stay in the air because you would hit and jump at the same time, or basically, and you could stay up there and just start chaining attacks. Uh, that was awesome. Uh, and it felt really satisfying to get that going, especially when they mix it with the glide that you get later. Yeah, and, and the enemy design, major enemy design in the game is great, too. Like many of the games of this genre, if you know how to play it and you've mastered the techniques, you can get through the boss battles without getting hit once. And if that's your style of play, it gives you another fun thing to go after to see if you're able to accomplish. Now, another slight negative is would be, though, that the general enemy design is a little lacking. There aren't that many... There isn't that much variety in the enemy types, but thats it's really not something that's a huge issue or presses against the game. You'll just see a lot of the same things as you traverse the game's environments. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of the enemies, too, I just felt like they were winks and nods to other things in the genre. Um, like there were Medusa heads is what mm -hmm. I'd call them. You'll know what I mean when you see them. <laughs> Absolutely. Short, short of not turning you into stone, like there is nothing that they did that wasn't a Medusa head. So definitely accurate there. Um, but when all is said and done with the messenger, what's your takeaway as a game pass game? What, what do you think? I think the messenger is a fairly perfect game pass game uh, for people that like those styles of games. I would really highly recommend it uh, because it's uh well, one, I think it's $20 to get it just normally. I don't know if I would have bit on $20. Uh, I, it's nice to have it uh, as part of the service. I enjoyed my time with it. I think I would have enjoyed it more had I not, had I actually gone through it all at once. Like if I just marathoned it and did it all at once, I think I would have enjoyed it. But overall, it's a, it's a great thing to have. And you can do it. You can stack it, too. We forgot to mention that. It's on PC and on uh, the Xbox One. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree with that assessment for like, as a Game Pass game, this is amazingly high quality. This is just a great get for the service. I, I would pay the $20 for this game. Like I would recommend that if it wasn't in Game Pass, because I did enjoy it that much. So especially as something that's part of the service and something where if you fall in love with it, you can stack it. And maybe maybe that's the answer for you is instead of trying to replay the one version where you won't get achievements for all the stuff you already did, try the stack, pick up those achievements and then play it yeah. straight through and see if that changes your mind a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, half finished two things. <laughs> that's okay. Then you have one whole finished thing, right? That's how these things work. Yeah. That's, that's how it all balances out in the wash. Listen, if you don't do anything else with the messenger, there is one final game type nod in the messenger at the very end of the dlc so if you don't choose to play it yourself because to my knowledge you can't access the dlc without getting to the end at least find a youtube video for that final enemy so you could see what i'm talking about i i will have to do that and i'm i am actually interested to see you know i i imagine different things about this game would be a lot of fun so like speed runs or or different things like that and the story is we which we didn't even touch on the story is really well done oh, yeah, not the just the shopkeeper great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's something else. <laughs> if you've ever wanted to know what it means to do the thing, finish the messenger. 
and uh yeah i think you can watch some of the old vods we had special voices and everything for oh, all we the didn't. different you characters did. i can't take credit I, for any of that yeah i i i had voices uh for the different characters uh so you can check those out um or if you're into the things in the future ooh, ooh. we're doing carrion or michelle's doing carrion and i will be uh playing <laughs> on the side this time for now for now for now but yeah, we won't go too much into Carrie in here. Just uh, catch us on Tuesdays and we'll be playing something from the It Came From Game Pass catalog. Uh, I thought The Messenger was a great choice. I'm so happy that wound up winning the poll because uh, it's one of my favorite games I've played in recent memory. I would pretty much pretty easily say that. Yeah, you've, the patrons have been killing it. Or not just the patrons, but everyone's been killing it uh, with the votes so far. I don't think we've played a bad one yet. Granted, our sample size is two, but the messenger was was really great. My biggest complaints are just more with how I played the game, more than with the game itself. And I think that you know, going back through, which I might just have to do at some point in my life, uh, I would probably really enjoy it as well. I, it's a, even if you just did what, I, even if all the game was was the parts I did with the platforming, I'd still say it was worth the price of admission. And I would still highly recommend that game. Yep, that sounds good. I completely agree. So I'm going to stop gushing about The Messenger, which we didn't even do that much over these past 15, 20 minutes. Check it out. It's worth the price of admission, especially with your Game Pass um, subscription. And the game is new to Game Pass, so it's not going to be leaving very soon. But jump on it sooner rather than later. And if you really love it, you can play the stack. And if you don't, you can just leave it behind. That's fine, too. Yep, you don't have to do every stack. It's okay, I promise. (laughs) All right, so that's all we have uh, for this time. Uh, Yeah, we'll be seeing you uh, here in the next few weeks. Hello, contender. Welcome to the Hyperscape, our new fast-paced battle royale that brings verticality to the next level. It is time for yet another battle royale review with me, Wakapail. Ubisoft recently released free-to-play Urban Battle Royale with AAA production values was recently released on Xbox One and it is very good. It's still in beta but it is very polished, looks and sounds great and was very stable when I played it. I did not encounter any game-breaking bugs and while I got disconnected a few times it was likely due to my internet connection acting up. Aiming feels a bit oversensitive right now using a controller, but Ubisoft claims they will address that in a later update. Downtime between matches is only a minute or two, but it can feel a bit long as the matches are very short. The downtime feels even longer playing on a 1X as you load in significantly faster than on an original Xbox One, but you still have to wait for the other players. Set in the near future, The Hyperscape is actually a virtual reality network where people log in to play Crown Rush, the battle royale that you as a player actually play. There is a story unrolling in the background with the in-game players disappearing while playing Crown Rush, but it is of no consequence to the actual gameplay. Being a game within a game, Hyperscape allows you superhuman powers and mobility. There is no stamina meter and you can double jump, even triple or quadruple jump under certain circumstances. Contestants can take a huge amount of damage, making running away a very viable option. 
The game is very fast paced with matches lasting less than 15 minutes and sees the players scavenge and upgrade weapons and hacks around the VR city Neo Arcadia. Hacks being additional superpowers like invisibility, invincibility, teleportation and the most often used slam ability which makes the contestant jump very high up in the air then slam into the ground dealing damage to anything near the impact site. There's no loot management screen like most other battle royale games. There are no attachments or hoarding healing items and armor. Instead, you upgrade your weapons and hacks by finding duplicates of the same items in a match. Ammo boxes refill all kinds of ammunition and you very rarely run out after the first minute of the landing. There is no traditional battle royale circle. Instead, the districts of Neo Arcadia disintegrates until only a small district remains. Once there is a single district left, a crown appears on the map. You can either win by eliminating all co other contestants or hold the crown for 45 seconds. The crown removes my favorite part of Battle Royales, the tense finale with contestants trying to get the drop on the opponents is instead a chaotic rush to grab the crown then chasing down the crown bearer before the timer reaches zero. I've not seen a single match won by eliminating all opponents, just crown victories. There's even an achievement for winning a solo game with zero kills which is way easier than it sounds. The game only has 14 achievements and can technically be completed in less than 4 hours with 10 wins being the most time consuming. A more realistic time estimate is around 20 hours, but it is very skill dependent. On top of the solo and three player squad modes, there are also special events, which might make winning easier. The first event was four teams of 24 players each, fighting it out, giving you roughly a 25% chance to win a match. You're not downed if your health goes down to zero in teams, Instead, you have to find where another player has died in order to respawn your teammate. There is an achievement tied to killing a contestant after being revived yourself, and I found it extremely annoying as my random teammates rarely decided to revive me. Aside from 10 wins and a solo victory with 0 kills, there is only one other troublesome achievement and it is for killing two crown bearers in a single match. Killing a single crown bearer is difficult and the first or second person who gets the crown usually wins the game. I enjoyed my time with Hypescape, but I found it a bit too fast paced and chaotic. You're always on the move and you rarely get an opportunity to hide. I found it very difficult to get kills as it is very easy to run away if you are losing a firefight. The crown turns finales into complete chaos and I prefer not to win or lose matches with sometimes around 10 players still standing. These are not necessarily bad things, just not what I am looking for in a battle royale. Nevertheless, it is certainly one of the better games of the genre and has the second easiest achievement list of the battle royales still standing. Have a nice day everyone!